Ladies, are you looking for body positivity, self-love, and endless orgasms? Black Lux is the ultimate woman's playhouse that will cater to your real needs and desires. Check out this 8-inch bad boy named Big Willie, guaranteed to make you cream and cum. He's probably bigger than your boyfriend and can last longer. Shh, let this be our little secret. It's all on blacklux.com. Blacklux.com, that's B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. Blacklux.com, the ultimate woman's playhouse. Attention Apple users, do you have a locked iOS device that was activated with a specific carrier and you want to go to a different company? TabTechUnlockSim.com can help bring your iOS device over to the carrier you want. With simple, fast, and easy instructions, you can lock your iOS device without going to an overpriced phone repair store. Go to TabTechUnlockSim.com, unlock your next device in the safety of your home for the fraction of the price. And it's easy as one, two, three. TabTechUnlockSim.com, that's TabTechUnlockSim.com, TabTech, your next device. All right, we good. Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right. I'm gonna need you to vibe with me on this one. All right. Hmm. Got got to vibe with me on this one. So you qualify. Happy birthday to the one of the greatest people ever. Ever. People ever. Not just rapper, not DJ. People, people. to exist in all history. Yes. Straight from the crate. <laughs> the originator. Get your lean. Let's get it. This straight from the crate, man. It is. And I still don't know what the fuck Youngster was rapping about on his verse, man. 20, 30 years later, I still don't know what he was talking about, but it still sounds fire. <laughs> I'm, through, I'm going through the crate, man. That DJ screw crate. Southside niggas roll bows in the breeze. Let's go. Oh, months later, and I still feel Let's go. It's the boy knows the life of a thug. Sipping cold things, smoking sweet. Let's go. We going back to the roots today, man. It's a real nigga holiday. Where the lean at, man? Yeah, bring out the bring out the swangers, bring out the elbows and bows. Let's go! Happy birthday, DJ Screw! DJ Screw week. Let's go!
This shit is so dope, man. You ain't even got to hear what they talking about. Just listen to the yeah. bass, man, and the screwed up shit. Got to be coming down. That's all you got to do. Coming down. You ain't coming down this week. Coming down. <laughs> Rest in peace, Big Floyd. This bit Floyd, man. Screwed up, click. Third war, what up? And I also do it. Give me my music, man. I screw, screw it. Give it to the DJ. He's the fucking man. Coming down the sand, drum beating like a band. Let's go. Just that Big Floyd living large in that game. Where you gonna hear Bit Floyd at, man? Anywhere else? Man, it's going down, you know what I'm saying? Boys on the stone, Squizuda putting it down. It's going down, man. Big Floyd representing on my. Let's go. So red beard, going down like this. You know what I'm saying? Say, watch me lay low, never coming high. I'm a real D, stay high till I die. Let's go. D I E, it's F O L O I D. Watch me raise up in my drop top C. Bouncing down the boulevard, watch me just roll. Young nigga like to just let the dollars fold. Let's go. Let them all fold. Yeah, I'm talking green. Talking about in the hood, zipping codeine. That's the bar. You can call it I'm a young nigga like to smoke a lot of herb. Watch me go fly on the plane. I'll marry Jane. Me and the screw Zuda have full of the shame. I put fame on my name, cause I'm real. Trying to go real. Jumping out of jail on the field, staying nine. Through Southsider. Watch me crawl low on my motherfucking spiders. Shout out to the Southside. Third Ward, Texas Boys shopping blaze on their motherfucking neck Screwed up clicks Rolling butter, some coming white It's that big Floyd throwing tray in the night Yeah, I'm just crawling down the sand Trump like a band Fucking with a dowry We got down with the clan Down with black, it can't be no other Got a damn stallion that she gon' just mother me a steak I'm dripped up and draped A yellow hoe in shape It's big Floyd on the you know what time it is, man. Happy birthday to the one and only DJ Screw. It's nobody else like this dude. Legend. I can't say enough about him, man. You really can't, man. Everything in our, pretty much everything in our Houston rap culture, we owe to DJ Screw, man. Yes. Uh, the, the way the music popped off, the way Switcher House and that whole crew did, the way our own legends and Screwed Up Click did, our good friend ESG, all of them, they, they owe a lot to DJ Screw, man. Our culture was built on the foundation that he laid when he, he was coming up and doing his thing, man. Really, really, I, I've been thinking, like, in terms of hip-hop sound, like, what else, you know, we had this heavy sampling, which was big. And now it's kind of the foundation of hip hop. But when he screwed and did what he did to the music, like what else since then has been such a big revolution to the sound? I can't really think of anything. Yeah. You know, Bay Area tries to claim some things. And I'm like, OK, the hyphy movement. The hyphy movement was not no screw movement, man. Y'all <laughs> stop hyping up that hyphy bullshit, that ghost ride the whip. That man, Bay Area niggas, like respect to the Bay, but y'all with yeah. that Mac Dre. I like Mac Dre. 
But the Bay Area movement was nothing compared to the screw movement, man. Yeah. This the screw movement, I felt like it was a prime example of listening to the screwed up music and it's like, wait, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck did you do to the record? Why is it mm-hmm. slow? And you looking around and everybody like, oh shit, like people fucking with this. Like this shit sound dope. Like you couldn't go up to New York and just play this shit. This was yep. strictly a Houston thing. You you hear them people music whenever they bring up some type of screwed up something, they always got to throw a shout out to Houston. They always got to shout out DJ Screw. They always got to talk about the lean or whatever. This is this is something nobody else can claim and nothing else to me sounds like this or I I can't even compare anything else to that because when you even think about um somebody like a DJ Premier who is from Houston, by the way. Yeah. But um, p- people give him the credit of creating the whole East Coast sound. But it's that's pretty much sampling, man. And mm-hmm. you, you could go back to, you know, the early 80s and all that stuff. They were sampling already. I, I just think DJ Premier kind of took it to a clean level. And uh, so, so yeah, even that part, you, you know, you could compare it to something else. I can't compare anything to what DJ Screw did. You really can, man. You still hear it like I think back back then records were way more fast paced. So when you screwed something, it was like a completely different sound. Now regular records are coming out sounding screwed, man. Yeah. Like the, the tempo was much slower. And then even the pop records got the section at the end where they slowed down the music even more for that yeah. chopped and screwed sound, man. And so mm-hmm. That's how you really know. Even some people don't even know they were influenced by him, probably. But that influence, that screw sound. And, of course, thank props up to I I shit on ASAP Rocky for (laughs) stealing some Houston swag. But, I mean, them dudes kept it alive, too, man. Him, Travis Scott, like people like that, they they help keep it alive. Uh, They paid homage. They give credit where credit's due. So as long as you keep DJ Screw's name in your mouth, and you mm-hmm. acknowledge him as the forefather of all this stuff, then then it's all good with me, man. Yeah, so. and I I, I kind of realized that once we uh, remember a couple years ago we had Will Lean on of the Body yeah. Boys, and um, he mentioned how you know they was working on something with Travis Scott, and um, th- your first thought is, hey, how you feel about these young dudes just you know taking your stuff and not really paying homage, and. He mentioned something like, hey, like them doing this is paying homage, even if they don't have to say our our name blatantly and say, hey, I took the, I, I got this from such and such or I got this from screw like them doing what they do now is is keeping screws name alive, man, because nobody else did that. And it, it all comes back to, you know, the originator. It, it comes back to Houston, Texas, where it, it started. And just hearing the stories about how DJ Screw used to, um, you know, he had people in and out of his house making screw tapes and screwing up music. And people used to come over there to record something. So if you ever look up some old DJ Screw mixtapes, it'd be like uh, some a whole bunch of random niggas <laughs> on, mm-hmm. the, on a slowed up song just rapping. And that show you that, you know, he, you know, he wanted to find something. He, he fucked with everybody. So you could go there and record your own shit over a screwed up beat and, you know, put it out there. And he's put it out there as mix, um, on mixtapes. 
And just that whole thing is so dope. Because I, I, look, I love New York, but I felt like there's not a genuine story in New York. It's, it's the same old, you know, I was in the park and we were battling and all this stuff, breakdancing, shit like that. Here it's like, damn, this, this one guy started a whole movement where people was lining up outside of his house to buy his a mixtape that he created. You know, and it was just pretty much slowed up music. And, you know, he ended up getting the uh, the screw shop and the rest is history. And, you know, it, it, if you want to support screws and support his family, keep his legacy alive, go to that screw shop, man. Buy something. Yeah. Buy, buy whatever it is. All all that money go to his family. And so if, and if you're listening, if you're not in Houston, Go to the website, purchase something, man. I, I did that during the um during the quarantine where everything was shut down. They 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 sent it to me. They left me a nice letter and everything, man. It's it's a good cause, man. And you don't see a lot of stuff like this. A lot of people, you know, they you know, unfortunately, be signed to record labels where their family don't get anything. But for the simple fact of his record store, a record store, first of all. But his record store is still, you know, up and running. Support yeah, support black-owned businesses. Support DJ Screw. If you like DJ Screw, just just go over there and buy something, man. Support it to the fullest. If you're from Houston or if you, if you rep, represent Houston, support that shit to the fullest, man. It's, it's really dope. You don't really see stuff like that. And, you know, if you want to stick together, if you want to support Houston, man, just uh, go to the screw shop, go to the website, and uh, purchase something, man. Keep his legacy alive. Yeah, definitely, man. You definitely got to keep it alive. Um, and, yeah, go ahead, support. And happy birthday, DJ Screw. He would have been 50 years old on July 20th. So, yeah, hard to believe. You know, it's been so long. Like, really, he died in 2000, which is man. seems like crazy long ago, man. But. Yeah. You know, we, we've kept him alive. We kept his name alive to think to think that people because I always think of that uh, that Biggie line. You know, I, I, I used to not even think about it. But now looking back, it's like, you know, in Juicy when he said, I never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Or who he said, whoever thought that hip hop would take it this far. <laughs> and now I look back and it's like, man, really think about how far hip hop has come. Yeah. Like, think about how crazy it is now. Yeah. The, the biggest genre in the world. So I feel the same way about DJ Screw's music, man. Like, who thought back then, even when he died, that the influence would be this you know, worldwide, yeah. literally and, worldwide, and, and man. still going. It's, it's, yes. it's still going because sometimes, you know, fortunately, when somebody passed, you know, it, it seemed like it just stopped right there and that's it. And it's mm -hmm. a thing in the past. If you want to listen to it, you just go back in the past and listen. But... It's still in people's music, man. Like, yeah. Some of the biggest pop records have a chopped and screw little part at the end of it. They didn't just come up with that out of nowhere. They didn't just pull it out of their ass. It came from DJ Screw. So, yeah. you know, those the, whoever's on that record might not know who he is or they might not have known where it came from. But I guarantee you that engineer, that producer... They they know who DJ Screw is, and they knew what they were doing when they did that. Very true, man. So wide, wide sphere of influence, and yeah, who 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 wouldn't thought 
back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that it would be this big. But luckily it is. His name's still alive. People still support and showing love. So that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, support that man. Buy something from the Screw Shop. And rest in peace, DJ Screw. Happy birthday, DJ, DJ Screw. And if you're in Houston, there's been a bunch of events going on this week and this weekend. So screw make week. sure y'all check some of that up. It's Screw Week, man. So oh, go ahead. The lockdown. Well, lock, it, before we lock down again, I don't think we're going <laughs> to lock down again for sure. But just in case, make sure you get all your uh, your uh, gallivanting and out and about things handled this week. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, this Delta variant look kind of nasty, man. I don't know. They talk about yeah. locking down again. I don't know, man. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Let's get back to it, man. Let's get back to the shit. Let's Jay Prince tell people what they're listening to right now. The gems and juice. We are back at it, back in full effect, as they say. My man Figgy Fig back in the saddle too. A lot to talk about, man. A very interesting week in hip hop. I'll say that much from the Kanye news, from everything in between. And we're gonna break that all down like we always do. But first off, man, Figgy, how you been this week, bro? Man, I've been pretty good. It's been a cool week. This week kind of went by fast, man. I know I usually get on here and say, oh, it's a long week and all this other stuff. It actually went by pretty um, pretty fast. But um, I'm doing pretty good, man. It's it, it been a cool week. Um, uh, I've been working a throwback show this week. So, okay. um, so my man Landry Locker is off. So Cody Stoots been in. <laughs> so it, it's kind of the um, not the original original in the loop. But the uh, <laughs> the Cody Stutes and John Lopez in the yep. loop, so it's been controversial in the loop. Yeah, yeah, the the, um, <laughs> the food draft, the vegetable draft, in the, loop. <laughs> the the vegetable draft. Yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> we actually ta- we talked about that today. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Cody on there. I heard I caught some of the show today in the car, man. I miss Cody on there. Me dog. too. He's, he's a good personality. Him and John have fun. I, I heard the caller call in and say that John seems like he's in a much better mood with Cody. I thought that shit was hilarious. What's fun? What's funny is I felt like I was in a much better mood. The, the shows was going by fast. And I think, and what I realized too, um, I felt like Cody and Landry, they obviously had two different styles. Mm-hmm. But um, Landry is the more uptight style where it's yeah. it seemed like everything moves super fast. Like as far as like content and is you know, Cody is more laid back. He kind of you know he kind of laid back. He don't talk fast. He kind of he kind of uh, think a little bit. It's 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 kind of laid back a little bit. It it it, it ain't no super crazy ass, uh, uh, outrageous ass takes or anything like that. He he kind of yeah. he kind of political a little. I don't want to say political, but. He's super laid back and he don't go out. He don't throw shit out there. That's crazy. That causes people to say, hey, man, I fucking hate you. (laughs) I agree. I agree, man. And I always enjoyed on the weekends when I was still producing in the production game. I always enjoyed doing the Cody Stewart shows. It was fun, man. But let's drive back. I know not everybody who's listening. Niggas ain't come here to listen to 16 shit. I know. I know. And some people are outside of Houston, man. They don't know what the fuck you're talking about right now. (laughs) So let's get back to the national headlines, the national stuff. Um, We usually break down new music first. And we had a big release that we thought we're going to break down. Maybe we had to rip up this rundown, man. (laughs) Yeah, we it did not drop as expected. Of course, we're referring to Kanye West and to kind of roll it back a little bit to the history of of this Donda album. 
I believe it was sometime late last week where we started to hear rumblings that Kanye West has a new album that's pretty much done. Yeah. And people had heard it. You know, several celebrities were talking about it. They were yeah. like, Kanye has a new album coming soon. I heard it already. Yeah, he had it. It's like, yeah, he also had like a listening party. I want to say yes. it might have been. An, it was at some church and uh, people was lined up for the listening party at a church. Yeah. So that kind of scared me a little bit because I'm like, oh, man, at a church. Another gospel album. So yeah. another straight up gospel album. But um, some people I follow that I really trust with, you know, their media shit was like, hey, this album is actually good. <laughs> like, I heard some of the stuff. It's actually really good. So I kind of raised the eyebrow at that point. So I'm like, hmm. But I know not, that's not the first time somebody has said that. But somebody I really trust, I was like, oh, okay, if he said this, then hmm. But I wasn't sold then. <laughs> but you know what? I, I no longer trust anybody who says they listened to a Kanye album early because I've never heard anybody say it was bad. Everybody who got the exclusive access to listen to any kind of Kanye project, they always say it's fire. They always say, oh, Kanye back. They always say, oh, Kanye rapping again. They always saying, oh, this might be Kanye's best project yet. They always <laughs> say some goofy shit like that. Then we hear it and it's like, what the fuck were y'all listening to? Yeah. Y'all just don't want to give up your exclusive access. So y'all always going to say it's fire. But yeah. I, I don't care what anybody says until I hear it myself, man. Yeah. Because that, that gets on because I know y'all sucking up. <laughs> y'all I know y'all on the payroll. Not yeah. necessarily on the payroll, but I know y'all are saying it's this. Political. So you're yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to lose access. If you say something is bad, like he might not it, invite you to the next album rollout. Yeah. So and, you're gonna protect that spot once you win there. Yeah. And let's and let's be honest. If we had access to a Kanye West party, if he invited I say it was us, a classic. <laughs> I say it was a classic. But to Give be me a free pair of Yeezys too? Shit. To be honest, if you were in a place like a studio or somewhere with big speakers and all that shit, everything sound good. That's true. <laughs> everything sound good. I've been in a lot of listening parties where, you know, the bass was hitting right. It's like, man, this shit sound fire. This shit sound fire. So we we would probably be saying the same thing like oh yeah this shit is good I I don't know if I would say it's a classic but I would definitely say oh this pro- he got some he got something he got something for sure I I I'll be I would be scared to walk out of there saying it's trash <laughs> that is a good point too I feel like we are a lot less judgmental for about music when we hear it in the party environment. Yeah, You know, especially if everybody there is a Kanye fan and they're already feeling that shit. And maybe if Kanye's there himself and he's super hyped up about it, like y- y'all all see that viral clip of Swiss Beats, like hammering that one button on the production board <laughs> and everybody acting like it's fire. Yeah. Like goofy shit like that. But they were having fun. So it, they still rolled with it, man. Yeah. So it, it's hard to be in a party environment and say, oh, this is trash. Oh, Kanye's verse ain't make no sense. Oh, the drums here are kind of whack. Like you're, you're going to absorb it in the party environment. So it's hard to exactly. even rate music in a listening party, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. And t- uh, um, somebody like a Kanye or Swiss Beats or uh, a DJ Khaled, I think that's what made them so great because not even outside of the music, just there, they are sellers. They can sell anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we always hear the jokes, uh, you know, 
Kanye can release a silent album and people be like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he can sell people that uh, he can sell people a silence album and be like, look, this is art. He he could make it make it so dope where you be like, damn, like this. This ain't so bad. after. That's how amazing of a seller he is. And I always say that about Swiss Beats. You're not a fan of Swiss Beats music, but the way he hype up the crowd, the way he sit there, and say, ain't nobody fucking with me. Listen, the way he's pushing the button. If you was in that place, you would have no choice but to nod your yeah. head and be like, "Yeah, this shit art." You have you have no choice. They just have th- uh, those dudes just had that type of energy, which rub off on people. Where you, you know, you they you end up buying the shit because they didn't fucking sold it to you like that. <laughs> Kanye is the real life Pootie Tang. If you haven't watched the movie Pootie Tang, I believe it's free on YouTube. Last time I checked, like mm. a week ago, it was free on YouTube. So if you ain't watched the movie Pootie Tang, watch it on YouTube. It's free. And there's a hilarious scene where Pootie Tang is like this mega big celebrity, you know, and nothing he says makes any sense. But he's so cool that everybody loves him anyway. <laughs> and he got in the studio and made this album. And then uh, he, he went behind. Well, first off, somebody played him the beat. And then he just turned all the faders down. So it was complete silence. And he goes and records in complete silence, but it looks like he's singing his heart out. And they played it. Dog, you got to see this thing. You got to see Chris Rock is in it too. Chris Rock's a DJ. They premiere the video, the song, and it's just called, it's called, it's silence, basically. It's a hilarious scene. Everybody's acting like it's art. Everybody's nodding their head to it. A little Asian kid's listening to the silent song, and the Asian mom comes in and says, turn that bullshit down. It's, it's hilarious. You got to watch that movie. But yes, he is the real life Pootie Tang to wherever he puts out. People yeah. going to act like it's art and it's high class and it's just beyond what anybody's ever done in music before. So mm-hmm. with that being said, yes, he did. Uh, there was a, an album announced. It was named Donda after his late mother, of course. And uh, yeah, so people were saying last week that he has a new album coming soon. And then we see the label promoting it as well. Then we see that commercial during the NBA finals uh, with Shakar Richardson. And it has a song, an unreleased Kanye song. I think it's a Beats by Dre commercial, I think. Yes, it and, is. It is. And uh, it had a unreleased Kanye song. So now it's looking like, hmm, maybe this is coordinated. Maybe this is not like Kanye's last two albums where he just threw the shit together and it Mm -hmm. didn't come out like maybe this is actually a coordinated effort by Kanye. We hadn't seen him tweet. He's been silent. He ain't said a word on social media. He ain't said a word to TMZ. It has been complete radio silence for a while now. So I'm like, okay, maybe this time is different. And you know, every time with Kanye, we want to believe this time is different. We want to believe this time is going to be uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, fantasy part two or some shit like that. Yeah, you just want to believe with Kanye sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the event comes uh, late Thursday night. He he sell. I don't know if he sold out the Mercedes Benz Arena in Atlanta, but it looked uh, packed. Yeah, I, I want to say it's like twenty thousand people there. He yeah, yeah. he uh, packed it out basically. Uh, the Atlanta Mercedes Benz Arena. He comes out with a stock. You all read. He has a red coat, 
red pants some and a stocking Yeezys. over his yeah some new Yeezys of course because he got to promote that shit and like a stocking over his head or something I don't know it was hard to see his face he didn't say a single word all he did was just play the music and there were some surprises there was a Jay-Z verse which is probably the biggest surprise mm-hmm. you know they, they are back at it making music again um, and he played pretty much, I guess, at what at that point was the whole record. But we also heard that he was still finishing the album that same day. Yeah. And that, that Jay Z verse, that Jay Z verse, they said recorded like a couple hours before the show. Yeah. Guru, <laughs> Guru tweeted that Jay Z just sent in that verse at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that same day. So to say this album, like, that once I heard that, I'm like, okay, all my dreams went out the window about this album because I'm like, it's same old Kanye, yeah. same old rushed project that ain't finished. And of course, it did not drop like it was scheduled to on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, people are saying, I think Peter Rosenberg said he heard it and he said it sounded very unfinished. Mm. Um, they're saying uh, Kanye still has verses he needs to record mm. and there may be. So people are now. Uh, predicting that maybe he just put this out to drive up the hype for it and mm. maybe get some more big features on the mm. album. Mm. Maybe. Mm. But anyway, Figgy, what are your thoughts? Did you hear it? Were you paying attention to the live stream? I don't know how it was live stream. I didn't watch yeah, it, but it was, it was, did you listen to it? It was live it? stream on uh, Apple Music. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I thought about watching it, but... Um, for some reason, I was just praying to God that the album dropped the next day so I could just <laughs> listen because I don't want to listen to an album like that. And, Same here. And especially, it's, you know, it's a Kanye album and his albums are very important. We got to, you know, actually listen to it. I don't want to listen to it in the arena or, or streaming live. But um, I was actually, uh, I was kind of surprised that it, it picked up like this because it seemed like it just kind of came out of nowhere. We heard the rumblings uh, like a week or two ago, but uh, I was really surprised of the, you know, the listening party at the church and then this big, huge listening party. So I'm like, damn, but what really got me excited was the commercial, the, um, with, uh, Shakari Richardson. And I'm like, if that song is in a commercial, then the album got to be done. <laughs> It, you know, it got to be done and ready because usually when stuff like that happened, you know, it ain't this ain't no unfinished project or at least we was going to get a single or something. But um, it was kind of the same old Kanye, the, you know, the stuff not finished yet. And I wouldn't even be su- surprised if it dropped uh, on a Sunday or a Saturday or something like that. But um, some of the features I was looking at some of the features. I'm not sure if all of this is confirmed. But um, of course, Pusha T is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jay Z, of course, Travis Scott. Um, they said is on there. Um, Little Baby is on there. Um, Ty Ty Dolla Sign and uh, Lil Durk is on there. And I seen an article saying you know Lil Durk it, that could be the hold up for the album. I'm not sure why. Um, Roddy Rich is on there. Um, it said Pop Smoke is on there. I'm kind of interested. And how that's gonna sound? I wonder if he on a pop smoke beat. If if it's the same old pop smoke beat, but um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of 
excited. It, it, I was talking to somebody earlier, and uh, I, I did tweet that, you know, we might get the old yay back. And what I, I, when we talk about old yay, I think we got to set a bar for what old yay is. Because a lot of people still be wanting the, the graduation Kanye, the the uh, the uh, through the wire Kanye, that type of Kanye. That Kanye is way gone. That Kanye is not coming back whatsoever. I think I think we got set the I think the bar of the 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 uh, the yay is back bar should be um, my dark twisted fantasy or whatever the name of that album was. I think that should. Or not, that shouldn't be the bar. I think that's, I think that's his seat in the bar. To be honest, if he makes something like that again, I think that's probably passing the bar. But the life of Pablo, I feel like that's probably the best Kanye will probably do, because uh, I'm I'm sure you probably wasn't a fan of that album, but I thought it was a solid, decent album. That you know, it wasn't straight up trash. But, you know, you could tell he took a little time on it. <laughs> it wasn't like the the five albums in five weeks he did where it was only nine songs that he was actually recording the shit the night before and all that. At least for Life of Pablo, you could tell he was he, he at least probably took three weeks to do it, <laughs> uh, knowing his standards. But I think when we look at the Yeas back bar, I think we need to look at Life of Pablo. We kind of need to look if is it close to Life of Pablo or is it better, or if it's, you know, it's not as good. But, um, yeah, man, I, I can't lie. I, and, and also, a couple couple days ago, I tweeted how I'm not really excited about it because, you know, with Kanye, you usually be super excited about the Kanye album. For some reason, I wasn't. I was just like, man, like, I, the Jesus is King was cool, but I never went back to it. Even, you know, I'd rather listen to a gospel album from somebody from Kurt Franklin before I listened to a gospel album from Kanye. And um, I just wasn't excited about it. But once I heard that that Jay-Z was back on here, that's when I was kind of like, oh, so, you know, Jay-Z, they, they, they cool now. So maybe Jay-Z is like, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, this dude is this dude is good. He got something going. So that kind of kind of uh, gave me a little more hope now. And um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it f- as far as the album. But um, J- yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm kind of excited. Jay Z kind of got me excited. <laughs> yeah, um, I was excited until I heard the verse. Honestly, because I that's the one like like you, I didn't listen to the live stream. I had no interest in it really because I'm like I'm trying to hear it like it's supposed to be heard. I didn't want to hear it. And it would be one thing if it was like a because all the footage I looked, I saw it looked like cell phone footage, man. Yeah. It didn't look like any kind of it looked worse than a fucking uh, versus battle. Yeah. <laughs> like audio wise, man. I'm like, I can't hear what niggas are saying in the verse. I can't like it was too big for me to judge the music based off of that environment. Yeah. But from what I heard of the, the Jay-Z verse, man, I was not impressed. It is good to see them working together again. Maybe it bodes well for future collaborations. I don't know. But uh, yeah, hot take, by the way, hot take (laughs) incoming. Uh I was never really a huge fan of uh, the Watch the Throne album at all, man. Mm. I I thought that was honestly rap wise some of Jay-Z's worst work. Mm. 
in that. And mm. I think, you know, I think it was intentional. I think he dumbed it down to match, you know, Kanye and what he was doing production wise. It was more of the vibe, I guess, than the lyricism. But I feel like that that really that album gets overrated a whole lot. People give that album a lot. Mm. And I feel like it wasn't the production was good. It was good for the time, but I don't think it's really a classic at all. I, I don't mm. think I wouldn't put it in in Jay's best work. Kanye production wise, I mean, he did his thing. Niggas in Paris. I never liked that song, but I admit, like, it's never going anywhere in our culture. That was a <laughs> that was a moment. Yeah. But I never really liked that beat to begin with. Mm. But I was never a huge fan of their work um, on that album, so I wasn't super hyped to hear this version of Kanye and this version of Jay-Z, but it was still good to hear them back and working things out. And so it was kind of a feel good moment, I guess. But Jay-Z's verse from what I heard was nothing to write home about, man. It was, it was not good. (laughs) I Um, I, I will say this, uh, speaking of the Jay-Z's verse, I do, I do think it says, it said a lot that um, from the verse I heard, it sounded like he didn't cuss at all. Yeah, and he was kind of preachy on there, like on yeah, some, he was talking about God, man. Yeah. I'm like, what, who which, is this? Which is kind of shocking for Jay Z because you know everybody think Jay Z is a devil worshiper or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, to me, it show you the influence of Kanye West. I don't know if they had a conversation where he said, "Hey, don't you know, don't cuss on my music," or "Hey, talk about this." I, I don't know what the conversation go whenever you trying to get somebody to record a verse for you. But um, to me, it said a lot that, you know, it, it kind of made me happy. And I agree with you. I wasn't, you know, I ain't about to go home and say, hey, that verse was fire from Jay-Z. But I just think them two on a track together again, that, that was current. I think that say a lot that, hey, you know, maybe Kanye is in a good space now. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious if it was Kim Kardashian <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's good to see them two. At least, you know, speak in terms enough where they can rap together. Yeah, yeah. And I think it helps that, you know, I think the MAGA stuff is in the window, you know, in the in the rearview mirror now. So Jay-Z won't be judged on that. Yeah. You know, I think time, time, people forget shit with time, man. So now yeah. I think people have moved on from that. I wonder. I wonder if him, um, because he didn't say a word when he did his listening party, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder, was that his purpose where somebody talked to him and said, hey, you need to just be about the music. We don't want to hear your rants and we don't want to hear your opinions on different stuff. Just go out there, get people the music. And he did just that. He just went out there and played his music. He didn't say a word. I don't think anybody can tell Kanye to do anything. I think that was 100 percent his decision. Now, I think he's learned from the last year in couple years of what happens when he talks too much. You, but, you know, uh, so, do you think somebody maybe mentioned it to him? I'm, I'm not saying, Hey, somebody said, Hey, Kanye, you need to stop doing it. You think somebody might've said, Hey, I think it'd be a good idea if, you know, you just go out there and give him the music type thing. And he finally went with that. It's possible, but knowing Kanye's ego, like, I just don't think that conversation happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think anybody came to him and said, I think this is what you should do. Because naturally, knowing Kanye, he would do the opposite. 
if somebody tried to tell him what to do create creatively because he thinks he's Walt Disney. He thinks he's Steve Jobs. He mm-hmm. thinks he's a genius. <laughs> so, of course, nobody else can tell him what to do because he knows what's best always. So mm-hmm. if I was working with Kanye, I'd be like, man, I- I- I'd tell him the exact opposite of what I think he should do <laughs> and just hope he just rebels against that. Because mm. that, that's the type of person he is. So, yes. yeah, it's possible somebody said that, but I don't think that's the reason why. So you're giving him credit. You think he kind of came to a census and said, hey, you know what? Let me just go out there, give him the music. They don't want to hear my rants. You know, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to let the music speak for itself. I think 100 percent. I think okay. given what's happening in the world, I think given what's happening in his personal life, I think and and even when he was going off the whole conservative Trump supporting thing, he realized he was just being used by the concern. He tweeted this. He said, you know, my words are just being misconstrued and used in a bad way. So I'm not going to say anything political anymore. Mm. He said that himself. (laughs) So I think he's learned throughout this past couple of years what he's been doing has not been conducive to the best thing. Basically, it's been bad for his career. Yeah. And I think he's realized, like, let me just make my art. Let me put it out in the world and let me leave the political shit behind. Let Mm -hmm. me just release my art and have people appreciate it. That's a big step, man. (laughs) It is. He needs to shut up a little more and people will forgive a lot. And to be honest, I think if he go his whole career like this, because we've seen a bunch of artists who never really talk, you know, MF Doom. Sometimes he don't even be at the damn show and somebody yep. be performing this yep. shit. But uh, rest in peace to MF Doom. But um, I think if he go the, the way he's going now, of uh, you know, just going to the concert, rapping this shit, don't say nothing or his the way he's doing now, I think that would I think that would be super dope. I think a lot of people would uh, probably get back on the Kanye bandwagon because a lot of people jump off because of his comments. I, I don't know, man. The music just got to hit. And that's the thing. The music has to hit. And for people who say, you know, like like you were talking about the old Kanye and he's not coming back. The problem with that is I keep seeing glimpses, man. Like I keep seeing glimpses of the old rapping Kanye. Even on the last album, he had that song, Follow God, which <laughs> Kanye went off on that song. It's, it's pretty short. But the beat sounded like vintage Kanye sample type shit. And he snapped on the verse, man. People always give Kanye shit for not being a great rapper, but he snapped on that verse, man. Same thing with Life of Pablo. He went off on uh, No More Parties in L.A. So he can still rap. Mm -hmm. But his thing to me is when he he gets too into the production and his songs start getting overproduced and he starts singing and it sounds bad. Still doing the auto tune shit. And then it's just like you're listening to a three minute long orchestra track. And it's like, I want to listen to hip hop, man. I don't want (laughs) to always listen to this instrumental gospel type shit that's going on. But (laughs) knowing him, you know, he's going to do that regardless. So that's what annoys me, because you see there's always that one or two songs where it's like, man, this is fire. This is is hip hop. Like Kanye's back. And then the next song is going to be completely left field. Yeah. So it's it's tough with Kanye, man. But mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the album. I have to say I will listen to every Kanye album, regardless of the fact that I think he, you know, his best days music wise are behind him. You know, he's still an important figure in hip hop, whether you love him or hate him. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and so we always going to listen to his music. We always going to rate it and judge it. But, you know, it, it, I, I do have a conspiracy theory. Get my conspiracy Uh-oh. theory music out. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> because my mind gets to working because we already know who else has who else has a album coming out very soon? Aubrey also a Drake. Huge name, Aubrey Graham, aka Drake. <laughs> um, he has been teasing this album. We've heard things about this album co- supposed to come out a few weeks ago. Dana White, who I'm sure <laughs> knows Drake personally, randomly said a few weeks ago that week of the pay per view that Drake has an album coming out the same day as a pay per view. <laughs> and it's like what? Because I know he ain't into a no hip hop blog, so he, he must have heard this from a trustworthy no, source or Drake himself. He heard it from Drake himself. He yes. had to. He must have been talking. And Drake said, "Hey, oh, the fight that day. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna drop the album that day." And so he yes. ran with it. Yeah, it yes. had to be from and Drake. A hundred percent. Because there's no way he's reading fucking no the shade room or something or some kind of hip-hop blog to keep up with the news he must have heard this from either like a high-level record executive or drake himself and and this dana white he he not talking to his producer or uh, somebody in his camp he gotta be talking to drake yes agreed and now we also see i think dj academics posted i think last week or the week before a picture of drake studio with the caption drake putting the finishing touches on certified lover boy mm. so i see this i'm like okay the album's coming pretty soon yeah now let's rewind back to 2018 and what we know now about drake's beef with kanye drake uh mentioned on the i believe it was the lebron episode of the shop or the the the, yeah. the hbl show the shot with lebron and rich paul and all them he goes on and he explains his beef with kanye and it stemmed from the fact that kai uh drake exposed he he talked to kanye about his plan to drop his album scorpion in june of 2018 this was months before, maybe a year before. I don't know how long ago, but it was a while before. Then suddenly that same month, out of nowhere. It was the good music rollout. It was a good music month. <laughs> Stepping all over the Drake release. We get a new Kanye album. We get Tiana Taylor album. We get a Pusha T album with Sparks, that whole beef. Yep. Nas album. And all that comes out. And suddenly his release is now stepped on by Kanye. Also, he said that uh, Drake told Kanye about the baby and he thinks that's how Pusha T found out because (laughs) Kanye ran and told him. So that's where that beef started. Mm. Fast forward to 2021. We know Drake is supposed to be dropping very soon. Then suddenly out of nowhere, (laughs) we get this new Kanye album that nobody even knew was coming. (laughs) And suddenly it's dropping maybe this month, (laughs) the month in which we were pretty, I'm not going to say guaranteed, but pretty sure that we might be getting a new Drake album. Yeah. So is this a case of Kanye being petty? Is he once again trying to step on a Drake release? What do you think, Figgy? I think so, man. You you put it all together. I think I think I think it's something there, man. 
because we we all know obviously we all know these rappers in real life or in the industry but that kind of makes sense i could i could see them i could i think it's rappers that have these type of petty wars all the time we talked about it with jay-z and nas i'm not sure if that's for real or not but uh nas he actually talked about it and said he had no idea yeah that jay-z was dropping on the same days he was dropping but uh i think it is some type of little petty war man man, that's that's probably the one beef i i wish they could probably put together but uh yeah i can see drake i I can see kanye really you know fucking with drake like that because look i i think a kanye album was coming at all this year (laughs) yeah and it just popped up like that so i i think it could be something there man i think you you got something Cause imagine if Drake was planning to release his album this past Friday, there was no way he could drop it with the fear that Kanye was dropping too. Yeah. So he would have to delay it. Like I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But even though Kanye didn't drop, there's no way Drake could afford to lose the streams he would have lost by having the Kanye album because that would have been the trending topic. Like yeah. we love Drake. But you know Kanye's he, fan base yeah, is different. He ain't got yeah, he ain't got a Kanye fan base, and that's yeah. one thing. That's one thing strange about Drake because he's probably the biggest star out right now. You know what I mean? But he don't have a hive. I feel like he don't have a hive. You know, even the Nicki Minaj, uh, she got a, she got a hive. Beyonce got a hive. Taylor Swift got a hive. It's a bunch of people got a hive. I feel like he don't have a hive like that. I feel like they will delay his shit to go to Kanye and then they'll go back to Drake. <laughs> I think Con- I think Drake has a hive, but I think I don't know. It's hard to say. I think his his hive is more Internet because I, I know some real Kanye fans who really think he's a genius. And, and- I-, I know people who uh, everybody fucks with Drake's music. Yeah, 100%. But I don't know a lot of people. We know Kevin Walker. Okay, that's one guy who's a Drake stand. But a lot of people are like, you know, his music is cool. Yeah. But they're not fanatics yeah. like they are. Like Kanye has a fanatical Pe- fan base. People was voting for uh, Donald Trump because of Kanye. Yes. People. No. Yeah, people bought the MAGA hats because of, or uh, I ain't going to say people, but black people bought the MAGA hats because of Kanye, in my opinion. Ka- Kanye can sell a $200 Gildan t-shirt <laughs> with some cheap print on it and sell out. Yeah. His shoes sell out. Yep. Like his merch game is unrivaled in in, in the uh, in America right now, man. Honestly, nobody can sell merch like he does and sell it out as quick. Maybe Travis Scott's up there too. Yeah. But him and yeah, nobody can do it like Kanye. So yeah. Yeah, Drake would have to push that shit back, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm sure Drake is looking at this sideways too. He's like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. So I want- I'm sure he may maybe he had rumors too, because you know he's connected, but who yeah. knows? So I wonder what's Drake's next step? Because he, he I think it's smart for him to put a release date out there to kind of get people ready i don't think he should do a surprise drop even though i that probably won't um it won't be too bad but i think i think artists should always do a you know a dated release to get everybody prepared for a rollout uh i wonder if he gonna do that or if he gonna do the beyonce surprise route the surprise album type thing 
because he he got to do something because if he think Kanye is really looking at him and trying to step over his shit, he gonna have to surprise, <laughs> put this out overnight and just catch everybody off guard type thing. Yeah, I think that was probably the plan from the get go, maybe. But yeah, I, I do. I, I miss, and that's one th- negative thing about the streaming era. You can release an album whenever, mm-hmm. but with a, it was impossible to pump fake on a physical release date. You know, yeah. we always used to know when the physical releases were coming. Stores had to know because mm-hmm. they would get the albums early. You gotta have that and, shit boxed up months yes, before. Yeah, exactly. There was a whole process, and now you can just drop it with a week's notice. Kanye didn't even have the album finished. Yeah, <laughs> and said it was coming on Friday. <laughs> so that's one negative thing about streaming. I don't like, man. I miss the anticipation on a uh, rap release day or yeah. music release day period, where you knew oh it's gonna be a hot week. We got Jay Nas, uh, yeah. everybody dropping that whole week, and now yeah. it's like and you would know well, that month prior because the, yeah yeah. So uh, if if today is the twenty third, you gonna know uh, August twenty third. Jay-Z yeah. is dropping for sure. You're going to see the posters yeah. outside of the wall. You're going to see them doing the uh, the press run. And, you know, uh, August 23rd, guys. August 20- yeah. You're going to remember August 23rd. You're going to remember that date. And then, you know, and can't nobody just step over that release date because you already know their release date. Mm-hmm. They got to come up with a date months before. <laughs> yeah. So th- those was the good old days, man. I- I've missed that. It was, that. man. Yeah. It really is hard. That's hard to explain to kids, too, who who don't know what it's like to go to a store and buy a record. Yeah. Re- like, yeah, man. It yeah. was different. Yeah. Remember just watching BET and these commercials for release dates? Yep. Like, new, new JC coming in uh, August 23rd. And it'd be in stores everywhere in your yep. in your latest FYE. <laughs> it's just, it was a dope time, man. It was, yeah. Man. And that time probably won't even come back. Oh hell no! Nah. Now albums just release whenever. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, there is a rhyme or reason to it, but we don't know it. Yeah. Like we had no idea this Kanye album was coming until this week. We have, we have no idea when Drake on drop. You know, I think they they might keep delaying that, but it's got to come soon because it's summer, man. Ain't too much left of summer now. So, I don't know. We will see. But it's very interesting. And that was the first thing that came to my mind when I heard Kanye suddenly dropping this album out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, we knew Drake was coming very soon. And now suddenly this nigga made an album out of nothing (laughs) and just dropped it randomly. Okay. But that is just my theory. Let me know what y'all think. And um, so with that being said, um, that was going to be what we were going to review music wise. But of course, it didn't come out. So we're not going to. But I tried to keep up with my promise to um, listen to a full project every week. (laughs) And so I finally did, man. I got caught up with an artist I just kind of recently got into ASAP Ant who I know you're a fan of, Figgy. Yes, sir. I think you actually helped put me on because I think you mentioned that you were a fan of his. And um, I actually discovered his music by going through one of my YouTube binges. I was listening to a bunch of slow music. Mm. I think one of his songs came, I think it was a song, Soul Reaver. Mm. And I was like, dog, this shit's kind of hard, man. I, yeah. I like the production style. He's probably like my favorite um, person. I don't even know if he's still in a- the ASAP Mob. 
He might not even be in it, but um, he he was one of my favorite artists out of ASAP Mob. I, out the whole ASAP Mob, out of Rocky, out of uh, Ferg, out of uh, Nast, out of Twelve E. He was he was probably my favorite. He was unique. He from Bal- I want to say he from Baltimore. Oh wow! He was uh, yeah, he was dope. He is man. I went through a rabbit hole and uh, I listened to a bunch of his music. I like the production style. A whole lot. And uh, so he did release a new project with his collective. They're called Marino Infantry. And he dropped a project called Meet the Infantry Volume 2. I checked it out. Um, It's a long. Well, I I won't say it's a long project because it's not. It's about an hour long. 32 tracks, though, Mm. which makes you think, what the fuck? But most of the songs are like two minutes long, if that. Um, And... Hold on, let me pull up the track list real quick. Uh, there's a, a whole lot of features, a whole lot of people he's involved with. ASAP 12, he's on it too. No Rocky, but uh, of course, I don't think he makes me. I think he's on the Rihanna schedule now where he don't make music no more. He might be a little, <laughs> so, he might be a little too big for uh, Yeah, he's a little too Hollywood. bougie now. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I got to say, I'm a fan of ASAP Ant's music, man. I like his production style a lot. It reminds me of uh, Space Ghost Perp. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, and kind of the style that ASAP Rocky had at first mm-hmm. with Clams Casino on them before yeah. he started getting real big and kind of going more mainstream with his sound. Like I like that. It's hard, to, kind of hard to explain what it is. Like nostalgic, kind of slow tempo music. Uh, but I, I like ASAP Ants music. I like his video game references in his music. He got songs called Mega Man X mm-hmm. and PGA Tour 2000. And WCW Thunder, which is a video game on PlayStation. <laughs> I forgot about that. Soul Reaver. He got a song called Tekken Tag. Like, I like his video game references as a nerd, man. I appreciate that. And I like his music, man. I'm not going to say it's for everybody. Um, I will say straight up, ASAP Ant's not a great rapper. Uh, yeah. He uses the same flow on every damn song. And yeah. he be talking about the same shit on every damn song. <laughs> but I do. I like the sound, man. I think his producers, one of his big producers is named uh, Lord Fubu. And he's a good producer, man. Like his shit's fire. I like that sound. I, I It's kind of a sound that I miss. Mm. And uh, it, it's good, man. It sounds good. Cranked up in your car with the bass turned to 10. It sounds good in the gym. Uh, it's just some good music vibe too, man. I'm not gonna say it's for everybody, like I said. Um, you might listen to one check and be like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm turning it off. What, what's Rocket <laughs> talking about? But for me, I like the style of music, man. I really did enjoy it. Um, it it's good for what it is. I will say it, it was very much a mixtape and not an album. The mastering is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, one song sounds super low and one sound sounds super high. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Yo, you could tell this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did not get mastered. Yeah. But for sometimes I like shit like that because um, they're, he, he's not the top of the line artist, but you could tell he's still kind of in the gutter a little bit. And he put stuff together. It seemed like they, st- like when people record like that, you could tell they still got that hunger a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll have a, it kind of remind you of the old Dipset mixtapes. Yeah. Where the shit ain't mastered at all. They just recording and putting that shit out there. <laughs> yeah, it has that grimy kind of homemade feel. Man. Yeah. So yeah, you, you do kind of need that sometimes. You don't sometimes. want things to be sound overproduced. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I got to say, man, I enjoyed the project. I'll probably be listening to it again a few times. Probably keep a few uh, songs from it in my playlist. So I will say it's qualified, man. Qualified. Qualified. Okay. Okay. uh, Spell this out again because I couldn't find it. Uh, The group, I guess his group is called Marino. M-A-R-I-N-O Infantry. And the mixtape is called Enter the Infantry Volume 2. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to find. I didn't even know it dropped until I was looking at his other videos. Yeah, yeah I'm actually a fan. I'm like a, that's like one of my go-to artists. Whenever I'm listening to something in the gym or the car, that mm-hmm. that's in the Serato. And um, he, he had tweeted that, you know, that I, I no, he had somebody, he actually retweeted somebody saying the album was fire. And I'm thinking like, damn, like, where is it at? Like, <laughs> like I go to this fucking, uh, his fucking, uh, profile all the time looking for music and i thought he might have released it on his own or something and um yeah so i totally missed this one <laughs> yeah it's and it's kind of weird because when you look up his name i think the album should come up but yeah. it doesn't you gotta look up marino infantry so you mm-hmm. basically had to actively be looking for it or you won't find it yeah so you gotta be a real fan <laughs> yeah it's yeah. for the real fans only Pretty but much. yeah, man, I, I liked it. I enjoyed the project. Uh, check it out if you ain't heard him. You might not. I like. I said it ain't for everybody. It yeah. definitely ain't for everybody. But I enjoyed it for what it was, man. I thought yeah. it was cool. And this one, um, and it looked like they got the old school Rough Riders <laughs> symbol yeah. on the thing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a cool throwback, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. A, it, the whole album is just throwbacks, man. They got songs called '98 Shootout. Like mm-hmm. the NBA, not that was a PlayStation game too. Albert yeah. Wesker, the guy from Resident Evil, like <laughs> it was a cool little vibe to the album, man. So yeah. it was how, fun. How you feel about that trend right now? Because a lot of artists are doing that. They they name a song and the song the the song title don't have anything to do with the song, but it'd be like something. It'd be like some type of anime movie name, <laughs> and they, they don't have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I think. It's kind of annoying because if you're looking for a song, you the problem with him is none of his songs have hooks on them. Yeah. So what would you even name his songs? I think he just says, okay, he just thinks of some random things from his past, like some random video games. Oh, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. Let's call it Soul Reaver. Fuck it. <laughs> like, I don't think he puts too much thought to the names. I, I don't mind it, but I do. I do get annoyed when there's a song with a hook and the hook repeats itself and the name of the song is nothing in the hook at all. Yeah. Like uh, one thing now, like fucking no guidance. Mm-hmm. But Drake, if you were looking for that song when it first came out, you would have looked up. I'm sorry, uh, you, bro. Like you, you got it. You got, you got it, girl. You got yeah. it or something like that. And you wouldn't have found it. It's called no guidance, but you wouldn't have figured that from the listening to the song. So yeah. Things like that, though, that annoys me when there's an actual <laughs> produced song with a hook and then like genuine indifferences. <laughs> I don't think he says differences once in that song. <laughs> you would think it would be called My Whole Life Has Changed or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But that song is called Differences. And I don't think he even <laughs> says the word differences once in that song. So <laughs> shit like that is what annoys me, man, because I feel yeah. like people are trying to be too artistic with mm-hmm. the name. At that point, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but uh, in this in this um, sense, I kind of like this. You got to be that artist though, because yeah. he's that type of artist. He, he, I'm not comparing him to Lil B, 
but he's kind of in that same kind of in that same area sort of and um Lil B was known for that just naming it something mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of I feel like he could get away with that yeah <laughs> No, like you said, it's a case by case basis, man. I don't like when people are mainstream and do it, but if you're like an underground artist, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, did anything else drop that you listened to, man? Any other new music? It was been a it was a light week without the Kanye. I'll say that much. Maybe people yeah. were scared. <laughs> Probably so. Everybody tucked their shit back in. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> tucked their whole summer in. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I did listen to a song. Um, so uh, Drake. Speaking of Drake, he got an artist by the name of Smiley, and um, uh, he dropped a song called Over the Top featuring Drake. And this one, um, I I wasn't sure what to expect from this because I never heard this artist before. And um, I I thought I was getting an R&B song, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a rap song. He sounds like a trap rapper, kind of. So it was cool to hear rapping Drake. It kind of puts you in the same vibe of the... uh, the uh block boy jb song okay it's, it's you know it's not the same but it's kind of it's kind of that same bounce it's, you you got drake on the hook so it's it's that same formula if that makes sense so how drake was on the hook of the uh block boy jb song and he dropped the verse it's kind of that same formula so uh it'd be interesting to see how well this song do I'm gonna check it out, man. Was it good? Was it Drake rapping Drake again? How how was it? How, how would you rate I, it? I would say it's qualified. I think I think we will qualify. Um, I think we will hear this song a little more. Like I said, it's similar to the uh, the Black Boy uh, JB song, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of Drake rapping over a trap beat. Okay. And, um, and to be honest, say how you want about it, you those seem seem to take off a little more. Mm-hmm. Than just a regular R and B type of uh, song, so I think you'll hear this song a little more. You might not recognize the artist. That's that's probably the knock on this song. That yeah. you know who the fuck is this dude? But if anything, people is is going. It might get that same Block Boy JB <laughs> treatment of hey, uh, the Drake song. What's the Drake song uh, featuring old old buddy? <laughs> So it might it might it might get that treatment, but I think it's a I think it's a dope song. Uh, I'll probably I wouldn't turn the radio station if it came on. So okay. I, I think it's good. I'll go back and bump that, man. I ain't hear about that yet, but I'm gonna check that out. Um, okay. Now it's time to get some topics, man. Some things happen, some spicy things, including some things in the sport in the sports world. That got everybody acting in the tizzy. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll talk about this shit first, man. Fuck it. Um, well, actually, let's talk about the NBA finals first, man, before we get into the anti-vax shit. <laughs> uh, so the Miami, the Miami, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA finals. They won game six, um, basically swept the Suns after they lost sweep. two straight. That was a clean sweep. An extra gentleman sweep, basically. <laughs> you know, the Suns won the first two games and didn't win a single game for the rest of the series. Uh, fucking Giannis went insane in that game six, man. 50 points, I believe, 14 rebounds. I think he had like five, five blocks. blocks. Yeah. Doing it on both ends of the floor, man. And was uh, 17 for 19 from the free yeah, throw line. Yeah, hit basically. And if he didn't miss that last free throw, 
he would have been like what 15 to 16 like he was basically damn near perfect yeah. in his free throw shooting and he had been horrible mm-hmm. in free throw shooting before so yeah he he really really uh made his stand as probably the best player in the game right now man i feel yeah. uh they had their whole party it was nice to see pj tucker win a championship it hurt a little bit i'm not gonna lie it did hurt <laughs> a little bit seeing a former it, rocket it really hurt. immediately win a win yeah it really hurt when they you know he was just on the team this year man he was just yes. he was just on the rockets this year and won a ring this year so that that always hurt it definitely does man i feel like we were we we're in shit no matter what because we had pj tucker on the Bucks, we had Harden, so I feel like no matter who came yeah. out the East, we would have been feeling kind of Rockets shitty, was all over the place, man. Yeah, Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Oh damn, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, former former Rockets all over the place in the final uh, games of this season. Meanwhile, the Rockets are in the bottom of the barrel, picking number two <laughs> in about a week or so. So it's tough, man. But yeah. congratulations to the Bucks, man. Did you watch Game Six, and how do you feel about? The Milwaukee Bucks finally winning their first championship in, I believe, about 50 years. Yeah, uh, I did watch game six, and uh, I was actually excited, man. I was I was really happy for Milwaukee because when you think of a city like Milwaukee, they're similar to – they're a small town. They're similar to Cleveland, and um, those, those fans are legit. Those aren't – I hate to say it, you know, those aren't like, you know, going to a Houston Rockets game where you got all type of people who not from Houston or some people that's just, you know, just there just to be there and not real fans and niggas showing up late and all this type of stuff. And there's no shade to, to, to the real Rockets fans, but you in the city, you in the, you in the fourth largest city in the, in the country. And a lot of people aren't even from Houston. They just moved here kind of recent. So, um, so there's no knock on that, but Milwaukee is like a real city with people that was there from day one and watched, you know, been watching the Bucks for years. So, um, that was a good feeling just to see that. But, um, just like Giannis, I kind of became a Giannis fan after, after that, because he, he, he did what a lot of superstars don't do in this day and age and stay with, with a small market team and, and he won a championship, man. And I, I hate to say it, I, I, I felt like him winning the championship for Milwaukee, I felt like that's a little bigger than what LeBron did for Cleveland, to be honest. And I'm a, I'm a Cleveland fan, but let's be real. LeBron left. He won his championship. He, he came back, but he came back to a somewhat loaded team already. He, he had, you know, a Kyrie Irving and – he made them trade for Kevin Love, and everybody came to Cleveland pretty much. Uh, Giannis never left, and um, he trusted in that organization to you know build them a championship type of team. And when you look around, he ain't got no superstars on that team. So uh, I, I think what he did was amazing, and um, I think he should get all the credit he deserved, man. It, it was it, it was I was I was actually proud, man. I I kind of start rooting against Chris Paul a little bit. I forget Chris <laughs> Ball is a bit of an asshole. Yeah, kind of a dirty player, man. Somebody yeah. she was pulling. Yeah, so after a while, I'm like, man, Giannis is not really a dirty player. He not really a uh, he not he not really an asshole. When you hear him talk, it's kind of like, oh shit, I'm rooting for this dude. 
So um, I'm I'm glad they won. I think they deserve it, and uh, it's just it it it, it looked good to see a team like that win it instead of a super team. I agree, man. I agree. Um, and I, I will say I was not the biggest Giannis fan. Uh, of course, being a Rockets fan, when Harden was here, they had a little beef going on. So you had to be anti-Giannis if you were a Rockets fan and Harden fan. But Harden gone. So now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and yet Giannis is a good dude, man. He seems like a real genuine down-to-earth type of dude. I think him being Greek and Nigerian plays a part into that as well. I think he you know, never really envisioned his career like him being this big, man, or yeah. his life being like this or getting this much money. Mm-hmm. So you can tell he really is humble and appreciates it. You know, we all saw the video of him going to Chick-fil-A, just riding around <laughs> the city with the trophy. Yeah. That was cool. So he seems like he's a man of the people, man. And it's hard not to like him. He got super emotional at the end. And it's like, man, his whole journey had to be crazy. You know it. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy for him. It was good to see a small market team. It's good to see, to prove that you can do it, yeah. you know, because like I said, when I talk about Space Jam and watching the LeBron highlights, uh, it, it's super corny to watch a player change jerseys three times, man, in their yeah. whole career highlights. It's just whack. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. So it, it will look good when you see Giannis be a young player go through all this and then win that championship with the Bucks, all in the same uniform, not switching up. So it does hit different. I don't think – now, I will disagree. I don't think this ring is bigger than what LeBron did in Cleveland because, number one, Cleveland was perennial losers. Like, at least the Bucks won one at some point. Yeah. The, the Cleveland was perennial losers – and they were also facing what at the time had to be the best team ever in basketball. Yeah. 73 and 9 Warriors and they were down 3 to 1. Yeah, no, I, I no, I I think that finals was the best finals in history. I yeah. I, I agree. I I do think that's the best finals in history. And uh, the way it went down with LeBron leaving and you know, Cleveland going to shit and then he came back, which you know a lot of people did not know he was coming back. It was damn near a Lion King story for real. He came mm-hmm. back. He ended up you know beating the best team that the you know people was calling the best team in history. This team that was better than the Bulls. And um, no, I I do think that was the best. Um, I do think that was the best finals ever. And um, but I just think you know what Giannis did by sticking around. Because he could have left. He he yeah. actually signed an extension. He could have left. He could have went. People was talking about he might be going to the Warriors. A lot of people saying that he might go to the Lakers. He could have did all that shit. It was, that was a trend. That was a trend of superstars just leaving the small market and, and doing that. But for the simple fact, he, he stayed there. And um, after – because, look, the coach – I think the coach was sorry. I, I, think, I think KD's – Pretty much shooting that three pointer on that line saved that coach's job because mm-hmm. that coach would have been fired if he lost that series. But for the simple fact that he stuck around, he signed the extension, and they did what they they could do to you know try to surround him by you know around good players. I think that say a lot, man. You really don't see that often you, with these small market teams. They these big players usually leave anyway. So uh, for the simple fact he stuck around and they got one the 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 good way without no super st- max player going to 
Milwaukee. I think that kind of holds a little more weight. I think I think Cleveland is the better story because LeBron is from Cleveland. But mm. let's say let's say LeBron wasn't from Cleveland or that area. I think I think it would have been a cool story, but it I I I just think that the whole Cleveland thing kind of played part of it too. Is that that was a feel good story because he's from there and he came back and delivered. Yeah, I will say that uh, Giannis one ring easily outweighs uh, Katie's two. Oh, and I 100%, like Durant. One hundred. I like Durant, but those those that what Giannis did makes what Durant did look super weak now. Yeah, and I don't care what he says. I don't care what people say. He's still a great player, one of the best to ever play. Yeah, but he looks super weak now, man. He tried like to that, say that, that, he tried to say that 2018 finals was the or seven. I think it was 18 was the best finals ever or something like that. Yes, I don't even remember what happened in that finals. Nobody does, man. <laughs> nobody does. Of course, for him because he won, yeah. but nobody else remembers that. Outside the Warriors, the Warriors fans, going to win. Outside the Warriors fans, don't nobody remember that shit. And yes. I watched all them games. I don't remember the uh, 2017 or 18. It's just like like I, I remember probably the Cavs got like one game out those two finals. <laughs> but I don't remember anything. I don't remember no stats. I don't remember no highlights. Like it was those finals was so forgettable. <laughs> and it really was, man. Yeah. But the the 2016 NBA finals before he got there, everybody around this world can remember remember that finals. I'm sure you remember that finals, and you're not even, either one of a uh, you're not a mm-hmm. fan of either team. But yeah, oh no, he's just trying to include himself in the conversation. Yeah, and it has to be tough being him because I know he made his decisions to for whatever reasons. But like what Giannis did now, and in him throwing his shots at the post game, talking about yeah, I could have went to a super team, <laughs> but I did the hard way. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you wanted to do it. And hopefully it's a wake up call because I think this team hopping is getting kind of old, man. Like, yeah. OK, it was one thing when it was a Celtics. It was one thing when it was a heat, but it's getting out of control. What the Nets did this last year is disgusting. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Stacking the stacking the table that much for one Duh. team yeah. is fucking ridiculous, man. Uh, I hope that <laughs> trend stops because we see how far that got them. I'm kind of glad they didn't make it out either. Because just seeing everybody on that team, you had James Harden, Kevin Durant, you had uh, Kyrie Irving, and then um, Blake Griffin go over there, yeah. and then some other players go. Marcus Aldridge retired because he had a heart problem, but he went over he there went too. Over there. Like, yep. it was ridiculous, man. Yeah, and they talk, uh, and now they talk about Kevin Love might be released or you know bought out, and he might go over there. It's just like, man, that shit is so stupid, man. Like it's like to me. Like I, I'm not trying to shit on NBA championships or championship rings and all that stuff, but it's starting to, to me. I feel like it's starting to look like the Grammy Awards. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, yeah, you know, it's good to be a champion, but how much? How do? How much do that really means? Like, will we? Do we feel different about Kevin Durant uh, championships? Like, do we feel better or different about his him as a player that he won these championships? Or do we kind of feel the same? Will we feel the same if he didn't get those championships? I'm sure I know people will be riding him hard because yeah. he, you know he don't have anything. 
but let's be real. I, I, I feel like that didn't solidify his <laughs> his um, his Hall of Fame jacket or nothing like that. I just it's just like the way he did it. It like we I don't think we're gonna be talking about him in a good way as far as his championships. I got his championships um, fifty years from now. No, I agree, man. And like I said, it sucks because he's an amazing player. Like mm-hmm. I said, one of the best when he's really healthy and on. Like, you can't stop Kevin Durant, yeah. which really sucks why he couldn't just stay in Oklahoma City and build something there, man. Mm-hmm. It's really unfortunate. You know, I know he couldn't coexist with Westbrook, but they should have shipped out Westbrook earlier and kept Kevin Durant. But whatever. Yeah. He chose to leave. He made that choice. So whatever. And, he, he'll yeah. he'll be fine. And see, I don't even – and see, it's way more understandable for – uh, players like him to leave a small market to go to like New York or you know Houston or LA or something like that but he went to a well-oiled machine that didn't mm-hmm. even need him <laughs> yes and it's just and told him as much yeah. Raymond told him to his face we don't need you yeah, pretty much <laughs> damn man it, I don't, it was crazy it's, people gonna remember uh, Giannis uh, championship for years to come how he Even if it. he doesn't win another one, yeah, like he's still up there with the best. That game six performance, man, will stick in people's minds forever. One mm-hmm. of the greatest performances in the finals we'll, we've ever seen. Yeah, you know, you put that right up there with Shaq, Kobe, Jordan, whoever. Yeah, great performance, historic, and and yeah, he did it the hard way, man. So you can't help but root for him with a uh, hyper extended knee. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I, he, I thought he was going to be out for the uh, playoffs. Everybody did. And that's one thing people keep bringing up, too. they like, oh, the asterisk ring. Oh, everybody got hurt this year. Oh, uh, fucking AD got hurt. Oh, uh, 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 Kawhi got hurt. Oh, uh, the Nets got hurt. Like, Giannis got hurt, too. Everybody yeah. was getting hurt, man. Everybody played hurt at the end of the season. They grinded it out, did it the hard way. So, no, you can't dilute that ring at all, man. I yeah. think, if anything, the Mickey Mouse ring as the internet calls it, is way more diluted than this one. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Giannis. Congratulations to the Bucks, Milwaukee. I know it's been tough for 50 years, but y'all finally NBA champions, so enjoy it. And I like to see – I was glad they brought Brandon Jennings out for the uh, parade too, man. I thought yeah. that was cool. I, Brandon I thought Jennings, that was real cool. Yeah, I say Michael Red. <laughs> yeah. Remember Michael Red. Fucking yeah, Alex. I do. Yeah, Columbus zone, Ohio State's own um, Michael Red, one of my favorite <laughs> players growing up too. By the way, yeah, we was bad. He was supposed to come to the Cavs and play with LeBron because it was rumors they were trying to trade for him and all this other stuff, but um, it didn't happen. But yeah, man, shout out to Michael Red with that funky, uh, that funky shot. He's the, yeah. the left hand shot. But yeah, man, I'm I'm glad they did that. I'm I'm legit happy for Milwaukee, man. Me too. Me too, 100%, man. So I hope they are able to, able to enjoy that. And the draft is coming up soon, man. And we got NBA basketball happening in the Olympics. So if you still ain't fed up with NBA yet, you got more to come. Hopefully they don't collapse and, and falter because we already saw them lose to fucking Nigeria and Australia. Yeah. And you Hopefully see, they pull you, it together. Yeah, yeah, you see Stephen A. fucking up their names and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was crazy. Fair. Uh, also, what else did he get flack for, too? He said something else. Oh, Tony. to apologize for. Oh, Tony, the uh, Asian. Oh, yeah, the fucking Otani <laughs> fake. 
<laughs> Dog, do you think Shohei Otani even knows who Stephen A. Smith is? No. Why are people so mad on his behalf? Do y'all think he even gives a shit or even knows who Stephen A. Smith is? No. People got to calm down, man. Yeah, he he don't care, man. And um, yeah, he don't care. He don't care. He doing his own thing, man. He doing his own. He ain't worried about no yeah. fucking Stephen A. Smith. But Stephen A. Smith had to bend over backwards and apologize. Yes. Uh, he about a whole show he was apologizing. They brought in <laughs> agents to talk him down. And I'm like, damn, they unloading the clip on his ass. Do, do you think it's strange that he had to go through all of that to apologize to the Asian community and all that? But then he he was destroying Nigeria for yeah. for beating the uh, United States and um, fucking up the names and all that shit, and uh, it seemed like it wasn't no outrage about that. Yeah, and no, I'm not surprised because that's always how it goes. You know, black people can always shit on black people the most and never be a controversy because if a white person said it, of course it'd be a problem. But yeah. if a black person says it, oh, he's just a coon, whatever. People will write it off, but. You know, if it's somebody else, that that's what gets it. If it's somebody outside the culture, like, for example, if an Asian reporter said that, maybe it would have been controversial, but not nearly to the degree that it was when Stephen A. Smith said it. Plus, yeah. you have the narrative of the anti-Asian segment of black people attacking, you know, supposedly in L.A. or wherever it's happening. So you yeah. already have the Asian hate thing going on, which people think it's a black people thing perpetuating too. Then you have Stephen A. Smith going on air saying that goofy shit. <laughs> I think Stephen A. Smith's just too tired to be on TV uh, as much as he is, man. Yeah. Like he they, <laughs> he just covered the NBA finals they the next over, they morning. Over, they overworking my man. And uh, they are. look at all the shit he doing. And now he got to wake up every morning to have a yep. take about a, <laughs> a, a baseball player. I know he ain't sitting there watching all these baseball games, all these NFL games and keeping up with what's going on and the NBA finals. And now you got to bring in some dude, some, somebody named Otani and you want him to give a take about him. <laughs> they got this fool covering UFC, boxing, <laughs> wrestling, NBA, football, <laughs> baseball. Who the fuck? No human being has enough time to watch all these sports and yeah. give good takes on all of them. Yeah. It's so a, when it's you're super same. tired, you're going to be super ignorant <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep up with this shit. So whatever. <laughs> like, I thought it was funny he had to apologize as much as he did, but yeah, I didn't care. He probably was like, who was Otani? How is a dude, a, a superstar? He gave a speech. He probably didn't know nothing about Otani at all. Hell no. And man. they probably put that shit on a sheet. And he's like, wait, he can't speak English. Like, how you gonna be a superstar <laughs> can't speak English? And probably just wilding out, which is which is yeah. crazy. Like it's baseball, man. He can, anybody could be a damn superstar. <laughs> and to be honest, uh, I mean, and to be honest with him um, talking about that, I think he gonna eventually learn how to speak. He probably learning how to speak English now, man. I think I think he I think he gonna be a, a star no matter what. But to take it to the next level, he probably is learning how to speak English right now. Because uh, they probably going to try to put him in commercials and everything. Yeah, I mean, and number one, being a, a star in Japan is already huge to begin with. Yeah. You know, Naomi Osaka over there in Japan lighting a fucking torch <laughs> for Japan yeah. and playing for Japan. So being a, a star in Japan already makes you huge. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he's going to learn English. He's been around English players 
for a while now. He's going to pick up the language. So yeah. whatever. I didn't care about that. But I do care since you brought up baseball. We got to bring it up, man. <laughs> Your Cleveland I-word. <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team mm-hmm. are no longer the Cleveland Indians. I will say it. I said I said the words. Mm-hmm. Last Ooh, one I'm going to say it. About to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> they are now the Cleveland Guardians. They announced the name change. Is going to take place next year. Um, they are, they unveiled the logo. They had a whole fancy video narrated by Tom Hanks for some reason. I dog, I had to Google like, where is he from? <laughs> is he from Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, I think they just so, wanted something fancy. So and apparently, he went to some type of school over there, and he's like a he's like a big Cleveland um, Cleveland baseball team fan. So okay, I, I didn't think know that, that. That's one of the reasons I didn't. Shit, I didn't know that either. <laughs> it should have had Crazy Bone do it. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, they are now the Cleveland Guardians. Um, they unveiled the the logo, which I think was kind of eh. But um, <laughs> some people I've seen mixed reactions, man. I've seen some people say it's cool. I heard some people say it, it kind of sucks. You know, what's a guardian? I guess they picked it because it kind of goes with Indian. Is I guess it would be less money to change the whole word, so <laughs> from Indian to Guardian. Okay, <laughs> but uh, Figgy, you are the Cleveland representative of the podcast. So, what is the Figgy Fig take on the new Cleveland baseball team name? So, my first reaction when I heard the name, I was kind of like, "Huh? Like what the like what the fuck is a Guardian?" It, it didn't make sense to me. And um, I I just didn't understand it. But after a while, I start I start seeing people tweet about why and where it came from and all this other stuff. And I was like, wow, I, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like I'm perfectly fine with it because a lot of people is throwing out names like uh, the Cleveland Spiders because I guess there was the Spiders before. I think it's corny. No, I I, nah, I, th- I think you need to move forward. What the hell is a spider, man? Like, you don't want to be no Cleveland spider. But um, I'm actually fine with it, man. I think it's cool. It kind of it kind of do represent the city. Uh, I don't know if you've seen no big-ass statues on the bridge. And they're saying that was, like, I guess the guardian of the traffic or something like that. Which, by the way, I had no idea what the fuck that was. I rode, that, I, I rode across that bridge a bunch of times. That's the bridge that um is is downtown. It's it's like right by the um progressive field where the where the guardians play. But um it's it's not a freeway, but it's like a big ass um street and that's a bridge that gets you to the to the west side. So um I I, I grew up um right riding across that bridge as a kid and um I I don't know what what came to my mind was mummies. I, I would I would look at that as like big ass mummies, the mummies bridge. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, um, I started calling it the uh, the Lorraine Bridge because the, the the name of the street across that bridge is uh, Lorraine, and so Lorraine Road. So um, I just call it the Lorraine Bridge. And when this story and this whole rollout came out. They was like, oh, yeah, the Hope Something Bridge. And I'm like, the what? <laughs> like, I've been in Cleveland all my fucking life and never heard the name of that bridge. So uh, it was kind of interesting. And um, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. 
Um, however, whenever I hear that name, I always think of the Garden of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the only problem. I I wonder how they're gonna do with the Twitter name because Garden of the Galaxy they got the hand the Twitter handle uh, Guardians. Mm. So I'm, I wonder if they're gonna have to come off off that name or they gonna pay them for that name or. Is it going to be something stupid like 216 <laughs> Guardians yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be Klee Guardians or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Guardian Official or something. It's going to be something mm-hmm. goofy. But uh, I'm actually okay with the name, man. I know it might sound like an SFL team or something mm-hmm. like that, but I'd rather have something like that. It, to me, it seemed kind of uh, modern a little bit. Like, I ain't want no old-ass name or something common. I think it's cool. My only problem with it is I wish they could have changed the logo a little bit and changed the color. To me, it kind of looked goofy with the still rocking in red and blue. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's. I think they should have. <laughs> they probably should have went off of the you know the fucking Marvel movie. To be honest, yeah, they probably should have threw some purple and green or something, something kind of uh, vibrant like that. And just change the whole uniform or the whole color, but um, I'm I'm fine with it. People complaining about it, they they gonna forget about all this conversation probably months after you know the new season start. We did the same shit with the Pelicans. Remember, remember, the, I hated yeah. that. I hated that. I name. still hate the Pelicans. To be honest, I still don't like that. Yeah, name, but. we we don't, we don't hear about it on Twitter. <laughs> we ain't mm-hmm. hearing. Every, when the Rockets play the Pelicans, you ain't complaining about the name. You just say, "Hey, they playing New Orleans or whatever." So, yeah, people. I mean, people weren't gonna like it no matter what. So, I'm 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 actually fine with it. I, my personal name would have been the Rockers because okay. that that used to be the name of the. Uh, we had the WNBA team, and mm-hmm. it was called the Cleveland Rockers. So um, I thought that kind of fit the city because it's, we got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all that bullshit. So um, I, I I was hoping for that, but it was, they probably couldn't get the name or something. So um, I'm, I'm fine with the Guardians, the, the Cleveland Guardians. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I thought the name was fine, man. I'm not a fan of the logo. One guy on Twitter actually broke down why the logo sucks. So like 3D logos are always weird. You know, I think that fits more for like a tech company or something but for a baseball team you know you want to have something that's simple to draw or more recognizable i thought the logo kind of sucked but they'll probably redesign it later on so yeah. who cares but yeah it's cool man um we'll, we'll we'll see how things go but yes the cleveland baseball team are now the indians now we are waiting to see what you the s- washington football our, team will you be. said now are the guardians you said the indians Oh, my bad. The <laughs> Guardians. I'm getting Stephen A. Smith mode. The <laughs> Indians are now the Guardians. We will see what the Washington football team, which I think they should keep that name, but I'm sure they will. I do, too. I kind of like that the, name is hard, dog. I, liked, I even like the um the gear. The gear yeah. got to look cool. I, I like that. The w- Washington football WFT. team. WFT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. They should they should have kept that, but I'm sure they're going to change it because they have merch to sell. So yeah. whatever. Um. Oh, yeah. Now we got to get into it, man. So (laughs) the NFL unveiled rules this past week about um, the vaccination and penalties. Well, not necessarily penalties, but things that could happen if if there is a breakout due to unvaccinated players. 
And basically they said that if there is a breakout with unvaccinated players and it spreads to a team and it causes a game to get canceled, then the players, no, no player on either team, even the one who's fully vaccinated <laughs> will uh, get and, paid. And didn't have the breakout. None of them will be paid. And the game, if will the game gets canceled and there will be a forfeit and be a loss. So that got everybody's attention. All these football players who we hadn't really heard of their vaccination status. Of course, most notably DeAndre Hopkins, former Texan, now with the Arizona Cardinals, basically said, you know, um, putting myself in a position to hurt my teammates over the vaccination makes me question my future in the NFL, basically implying that he doesn't know if he's going to keep playing if he has to get the vaccination. <laughs> and of course, there's been other several other players uh, who are who are against the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. And uh, I think Leonard Fournette said it as well. He said, I can't do the vaccine. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott also came out and said he didn't. You know, whenever somebody says it's none of your business, yeah. <laughs> when they ask about your vaccination status, that means you ain't get you the vaccine. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because I've never met one person so far who did get it, but was uncomfortable to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who gets it wants to flex that they got it. Yeah. So if you didn't get it, that's, <laughs> you, you just don't want the, the flack. So yeah. now you want to say it's my, that's what I say. Yeah, I, my no, personal, I, that's I, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> Everybody who, who doesn't say immediately that I got it and say what brand they got probably is unvaccinated. <laughs> so <laughs> Dak yeah. Prescott said that there's also been uh, several other Cole Beasley has been one of the most vocal uh, anti-COVID vaccination people. Um, they are all speaking against this. And one coach for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, I think Richard Dennison or something yeah. like that. He actually used the coach for the Texans under yes. uh, Kubiak. And uh, he apparently has been let go because he has refused to take the vaccine. And this has split the sports community. Well, I wouldn't say split. It's more like 80-20. (laughs) (laughs) People calling these people idiots, shitheads, all these bad names uh, for not taking the vaccine. And some people uh, saying, hey, it's their choice. I think that and they think it's messed up. But I mean, technically, the league is not mandating. Yeah. Yeah. But this kind of goes back to what we talked about in the podcast. Like, man, this this is so (laughs) I wish we could bring up that fucking episode because we were sitting here talking like, hey, you know, they're going to force us to get the vaccine some some way. So, you know, I, I end up getting there early. Um, You kind of waiting until you have no choice. (laughs) It's like, fuck it. Let me go on and get it. But yeah, we knew we knew to do shit. You was gonna have to get it, and it, it's gonna be super hard for people who don't have it. No, a hundred percent. We knew this was coming. That's why I said I'm. I'm still waiting for that, but I know it's gonna come. Yeah. And if I worked a different job, I probably would have had to get it already mm-hmm. because I knew they can't force you to make to take the vaccine. But what they're gonna do is make life hard for you if you don't take it. Yeah. So now it's to the point where it's like, look. You know, it'll get to the point where it's just much easier for your life if you just take the vaccine, no matter how you feel about it. Like if I was getting NFL money 
Like, I'm not going to retire early over a damn vaccine, especially if I still (laughs) got money to make it. I'm in my prime. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not retiring over a damn vaccine, man. Just jab me up. (laughs) Do what you got to do. But, uh, yeah, we knew this was coming. We knew it was going to be hard for people to to be unvaccinated and and live a regular life doing all this stuff with the uh, in public. So. Figgy, what do you think about the uh, vaccination wars going on in the timeline? <laughs> do you think DeAndre Hopkins is flat out wrong for what he said? Or do you think these people might have a point about the vacky? Um, I don't think he flat out wrong, but I think he kind of wilding a little bit. Because it, it's just strange how something like this will change people's perspective on everything. Yeah. Like, dog, you playing in the NFL where it's concussions is a big problem. You're a wide receiver where linebackers and safeties are trying to knock your head off. It's a possibility you could get hurt and it could be a career ender or, you know, it could be life threatening. I don't know. But uh, the vaccine is like, man, I might have to retire. <laughs> it just it just it just sound crazy. And um, like I said, they, they, they're not forcing you to get the vaccine. If you, you know, you don't, you don't have to get the vaccine. You can still play. But you just got to go through way more hoops. You got to walk around with a mask. You got to stay six feet away from people. You got to get tested fucking five times a day and all this other bullshit. Like If you really don't feel comfortable doing all that, or well, if you don't feel comfortable getting a shot, then you got to live with doing all that. You can't complain about that, too. So I and and to be honest, when, uh, when they mentioned the whole breakout and the game forfeiting and all that stuff, that's probably like the worst case scenario. It's it's not it's not guaranteed that if DeAndre Hopkins get it, that the whole t- it will be a whole breakout because um, I think that I think most of these teams are probably like eighty percent vaxxed. So it's not like a whole bunch of people. It's a whole bunch of people that's not vaxxed. So, you know, I, I think we probably won't see anything like that. A whole team, just a whole breakout how we did last year with the Denver Broncos and all this other shit. So, um, yeah, I think I think people kind of overreacting when it comes to that. But, shoot, you, you, if you don't want to get the vax, you, you can't really complain about have, having to wear masks all the time or, you know, getting tested all the time, getting to stick up your nose and – all this other shit, man. That's that. That's part of it, man. You could you could change all that just by getting the vax and kind of getting back to somewhat normal. But um, yeah, it, I I just find it so strange where you know you got people saying, hey, you know, I don't know about this vaccine, I don't trust it. But they be out; those same people be out here kicking it. They be raw dog in the air. They don't wear mm. no mask. They hanging around a whole bunch of people. They going to concerts and all clubs and all type of shit. It's just like sometimes it's starting to look silly a little bit because I understand. I know some people who don't have the vax and they kind of paranoid about it. They paranoid about the virus overall. So they don't really go out to eat. They don't leave their house. They still being safe. They, uh, you know, they still working from home and stuff like that. And I, I totally get that. I, I totally get that. I have no problem with somebody doing that. But to me, it seemed like they it seemed like certain people just going out of both ends when they talk about I don't know about this vaccine. 
Yeah, no, that shit, you know, I don't know what they put in my body, but you go into a club with over 300 people in there. And, you know, you don't know what people got. You, you know, you you still living life like it's no, no pandemic. And sometimes that stuff just don't be making sense to me. But um, as far as the NFL players, I think, I think they should. Uh, I think they should be up in arms about it, man. If you don't want to get the vaccination, don't get it. Just you just got to go through all. You got to go through more rules when you you know go play a game now. Yeah, I have two thoughts. Um, my, my first thought is number one: the NFL is one hundred percent pump faking about canceling games. They're not going to cancel any games under any circumstances. They can help it. Um, last year, they were the only league to play every single game <laughs> in, in the regular season. They postponed them. They made it very inconvenient for people to basically play back to back games in the same week. But they got every single game in. And this was a, a, uh, a time when there were no fans in the stadium. Yeah. The NFL is trying to have packed stadiums again. For this upcoming season, how would they cancel the game? Would they have to refund everybody? They're not going to recoup that just by not playing the players, man. That's a lot of money lost, a lot of TV time lost. What would TV do? The NFL is not going to cancel games. Mm. They, they made the Broncos play with no quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> Like, no matter what, the NFL is going to play a game on Sunday if they can. Rain, sleet, snow, vaccination, unvaccination, COVID outbreak, Delta variant, Gamma variant, whatever. <laughs> They're going to play the damn game somehow, some way. If they got to get walk-ons off the street. They're going to play on NFL Sunday, man. So I 100% don't believe the NFL would seriously uh, cancel a game. They're just trying to protect themselves from having an incident where they would have to postpone or move stuff around or, or just have a player breakout. sit out. Yeah. Or yeah. have the star player sit out of a game. Cause you know, that's lower rating. So yeah, they're, they're trying to protect themselves and incentivize the people to get the vaccination. So I, I, I'll say that right there. I don't believe for a second, <laughs> they would actually cancel a game. Uh, number two, no matter how you feel about the vaccine, I do think you need to, be careful in how you talk to the person who has the opposite view. Yeah. Because I remember not too long ago when we had a different president and there was talk about the vaccine and nobody wanted to take it. <laughs> Everybody was saying, I'm not, wait, the vaccine is out already. We just got the virus and already we got a vaccine. Now we got three <laughs> from companies that we don't trust like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Every time I look up Johnson Johnson's paying a settlement because yeah. they put cancer causing agents and their sunscreen or something. Yeah. And now they got a vaccine they want to stick me with. And <laughs> this is untested to to a large extent. And we're just supposed to trust it. That was the view a year ago. Yeah. Fast forward now. And I think it got to a point where, you know, People were flexing the the vaccination. They were posting the card on Instagram. Oh, what you got? I'm Pfizer gang. Oh, I'm Moderna gang. <laughs> so it became a trend to get the vaccine. So suddenly all the fears were alleviated. 
I think, and also we saw people get it and be fine. They might might be a little down for a day, but they recovered quickly. So we saw that it was getting safer, at least seemingly safer to use. So people were down with the vaccine. But don't talk down on the people who had the same view you did about a year ago, just because they still feel like try to help them explain or try to explain like why the vaccine is okay to take now. Don't just say you're stupid. Don't just say you're ignorant. Don't just say you're a biological terrorist. I saw that on Twitter. Somebody said, if you're unvaccinated right now, you are a biological terrorist. (laughs) They were serious about this. So (laughs) don't go to the extreme because when you do that, you make the person want to take the vaccine even less. Yeah. Because they're looking at at y'all. Yeah. Yeah, If you attack the person who is wary about the vaccine, that just makes them think, look, you're going to now I'm super doubling down on not taking the vaccine. And then they get indoctrinated by the anti-vax crowd yeah. who are supporting them like DeAndre Hopkins now who is getting a lot of support from right wing Twitter who is <laughs> saying like hey man I'm glad you're sticking up for your beliefs you know yeah. and now he that's his new friends and fan base yeah. is now that side mm-hmm. so you got to be careful how you talk to people man like I understand you know why people should get the vaccine if their job depends on it yeah. And it's unfortunate if you are uncomfortable about taking it, but your livelihood might depend on it. So yeah. I get it. But just be careful how you talk to people, man, because you're going to push them to a whole nother side that you don't want to see them in. Yeah. So try, try your best to explain. Don't call everybody idiots for not taking the vaccine already because it's not helping people. Yeah. And, and plus, it's, this is all new. This is still I know it's been you know almost a year now, but this is still new. People still trying to figure this out. People still trying to do research. But, um, yeah, I agree, man. Look, I, 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 I kind of fit in that part where it's like, hey, you know, it's your body. You know, you do what you want. I'm going to do what I want. But um, at the end of the day, man, it's a bunch of rules. <laughs> you got to follow when you don't take it. So I just think if, if you don't want to take it, that's cool. But don't be mad at all the rules they put in place <laughs> for the people that don't have it. Like, it, I mean, it suck. Yeah. It, 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 are they kind of forcing y'all without forcing y'all to take it? Probably. But hey, man, like that's that, that's part of, that's part of life, man. <laughs> we and we're not DeAndre Hopkins, so we can't just we can't just retire and be fine because we don't want to take a shot we you know we work in the media and um these guys here had to take they had to get a shot to even be able to go cover training camp so you know if and let's say somebody didn't want to take the shot they probably you know they're probably i'm sure they'll probably still be working but they probably would miss miss out on some money because they can't physically go there so you know everybody they ain't got the same luxuries as you know a deandre hawkins to you know, speak out like that and just retire. Some people, you know, they have no choice but to do it. But um, yeah, I I agree with you, man. I, you can't be talking wild to people like that, man. It's I don't know. It's it's kind of strange. A hundred percent, man. But you do bring up a good point about how people are going out being reckless. Like, and one thing, another thing too. We don't know what's in the mess when we take 
We take it anyway. Yeah. We don't know what's in the food we, we eat. Honestly, the food we eat is probably way worse for us than any vaccine. 100%. We don't really know what's in this. We don't see the we food being prepared. Nothing. Yeah, we yes. don't, yeah. Just like Arian Foster. We had Arian Foster on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned how he did the uh, research. He trusts science and all this other stuff. But we'll be quick. Whenever we got the flu, we'll be quick to take some NyQuil. Yeah. We don't know what's in there. <laughs> well, if we go to the doctor... And they say, hey, you got an affection? Here, take this. We not saying, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you put in my body. Or Let me let me give you this injection for the pain. You don't say, wait, let me see the ingredients first. And yeah. like, you know, nope. like, you're like, nah, give me that yeah. shit. Yeah. And then, like I said before, man, niggas out here eating booty. They mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> snort cocaine and taking all type of molly and pills. They don't know what it is. But you you know the vaccine is where you cross the line. <laughs> it's just like damn, like and, and like I said again, I understand for people you know who you know they stay they kind of paranoid. They don't leave the house. They're not out here kicking in. They not you know going out to eat and all this other. They super careful. I mm-hmm. under, I understand if you don't want to get it. You you know you don't mind going through these hoops. You don't mind taking these tests and you know just being careful. And that's the other thing about the NFL. They, you know, for these people who are super paranoid and don't want to get the shot, all you gotta do is just be careful, man. Stay six feet yeah. away from people. Wear your mask. Don't be out in these clubs and all this other stuff. And it, you won't, most likely, won't catch it. But just, you know, just the outrage and all this stuff. It's just like, uh, just, just keep doing what you was doing before. Like if you you know if you if you're out here being safe you don't you don't really have nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll see how this unfolds. I think ultimately, like always, the players will fold, and the ones <laughs> who are adamant will see. Yeah. But uh, it, it does speak a lot because the the NFL players union does suck. I think because they do. <laughs> no, uh, nobody. This was not even a story with the NBA. Yeah. Like, we don't even know what the vaccination status is of each team in the NBA. That was never uncovered to us. Yeah. Like, we know Chris Paul got the vaccine when he got COVID, but we don't know if they, like, were 80 or 90% or 100% vaccinated. I doubt they were 100%. Yeah. So, this was never even a story with the NBA. But now, the season ain't even start yet, and it's a huge story. And now, every player that goes up to talk, they're going to ask them, just like they asked Dak Prescott, (laughs) are you vaccinated? Yeah. And now that's the whole story leading up into training camp and all that. So mm-hmm. interesting times. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the NBA, the NFL navigates this new environment we're in right now. Yeah. All right. Now y'all know what time it is. It is that time of the show for what a bro knows. And of course, all month long, what a bro knows is brought to you by black Lux. BLV as in Victor CK Lux LUX dot com is the website. Our good friend Winter running it, doing her damn thing. And they're sponsoring this whole month, man. And speaking of sponsorships, you have a great chance to win a Black Lux gift card. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been giving away winners all week, all month long. We have had so far, how many weeks has it been? We've had three winners so far. And you got two more chances. Two more and that's it. It's done. Finito. (laughs) So y'all got to make sure y'all enter this contest. It's very simple. Let me tell you how to do it. All you got to do is number one, uh, you must like. Wait, this is the wrong. 
Wait, what the fuck? You, I'm on a wrong giveaway. My bad. Okay. You All must you gotta do. Follow. You must follow Black Lux as B L V as in Victor C K Lux L U X on Instagram. You must share the post, the contest post on your wall and or story, and tag Black Lux and Gems and Juice. Each repost counts as an entry, and you may repost as many times as you like for better chances. You have a chance to win a Black Lux gift card of undetermined amount, but it will be a healthy amount. Something to get you to uh, spice up the bedroom because it's about that time, man. It's too hot to go outside. You don't want to go to no events. All you want to do is lay down and get freaky on a weekend sometimes. We've all been there. It's time to spice it up. Go to BlackLux.com, enter this contest, get you some handcuffs, get you some toys, get you some vibrators. And get that rose. Your, yes. And get that tag team partner you need in the bedroom. Because let's face it, you don't want no other man with you in the bedroom. But sometimes your woman might just not be able to just take one. Maybe she needs more. Maybe she needs more simulation than what you can give. And you got to bring in the toys at that point, man. So uh, make sure y'all visit the site. Ladies, make sure y'all visit that and get your thing on. Do what you got to do. And uh, yeah, enter the contest. You got two more chances, two more, and that's it. So mm-hmm. make sure you repost that and tag us. You will enter the contest. And you you can you can you can rig the results to win this contest easily. We are making it easy for y'all. So make sure y'all enter. A shout out again to Winter. Uh, we have a great interview with her up at our YouTube page. She kind of gets into how she got into this whole game to begin with. Great black owned site great uh, uh venture she's doing now so make sure y'all check that out and make sure y'all enter the contest two more chances and that's it go to blacklux.com hit it up on instagram repost it and y'all will have a great chance to win your own black Lux gift card mm-hmm. so what a bro knows we are going to talk about the highly publicized dr dre divorce <laughs> which I think there is now an ending to insights. His wife, this fucking page is not pulling up for some reason. It's blocking whatever. It must have some malware or something. <laughs> but basically, uh, y'all all know Dr. J has divorced his wife or she divorced him. I don't know who filed the papers, yeah. but it is going down. And uh, he has been court ordered to pay her the amount of about 300000 a month. And, and this spouse is spousal support. support. Yep. Yes. Spouse support. And this will continue until she either remarries, which <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not gonna happen, or she dies. So basically, as long as she's alive and unmarried, he will be paying three hundred thousand dollars out of his own pockets to his ex wife while she gets dug out from another man. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and pretty let's be real she he probably gonna be paying for another man too oh definitely <laughs> definitely she gonna get her a young thing some yep. nigga probably some broke aspiring rapper she gonna be gonna paying for his mu- luxury she gonna be yep. paying for his music videos and yep. beats and all type of shit yep so his studio time yes <laughs> so i bring this up to ask the question propose the question because i've seen a lot of takes i've seen the men say this is unfair what does she do to deserve this money 
you know, she, she's been living in the lap of luxury for so long. Why can't she get a job? Uh, why does she get to live free off Dr. Dre forever? The ladies are saying, you know, uh, she deserved this for all the work she's put in. What did she help Holding build Dr. Dre's? <laughs> Holding it down. She helped build his empire with him. Maybe I, they have no way to prove that, I guess. But she helped build with him. So why shouldn't she be entitled to some of the fruits of their labor? And yeah, so... Figgy, I'm gonna make the woman yell at you first. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this case in particular and uh, spouse support in, in general? Do you think it's unfair for the man? Do you think it's fair for the woman? What do you think about spouse support? Um, um, for this situation like this, for celebrities that make millions, in, in this case, uh, Dr. Dre was a billionaire. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's, part of the game to be honest because when you go through a divorce even on a lower level uh a guy always get fucked over uh, uh you know you always see cases of you know the woman get the house she get everything and you know the man kind of got to start over in life and you know start from scratch um celebrities is kind of similar man when a that's why I think that's why a lot of celebrities be kind of scared to get married because if, if they don't have a prenup or something like that, they gonna get they gonna get a, a lot regardless of what they did during the marriage or how long they've been together. Nine times out of ten, that woman gonna get a lot of shit. So uh, I I think it's I get I think it's kind of fair. I, th I I think that's part of the marriage thing. Um, you use you, you know these millionaires they usually don't get out scot-free after a divorce especially if there's no type of prenup um, involved in it so this kind of makes sense but um, I do think it's interesting that um, they came up with this as far as um, paying $300,000 a month for the rest of her life I'm, and I, I'm reading some of the article and it looked like they kind of settled with this it wasn't something that, you know, the court ordered. It seemed like they kind of came into agreement to do this, which means Dr. Dre was on board with this. He was fine with this. So um, I'm wondering if um, I'm wondering the reason why he he was OK with this. Did he have more to lose? And he just wanted to cop out, as, you know, uh, we say in the streets <laughs> whenever they, you know, they got something where. You could possibly do a bunch of years and, you know, you decided to just cop out to these years they offering you, you know, because it could be a lot worse. So I'm wondering um, why, uh, what reason did he cop out to this? Is, is he hiding something or, you know, was it a possibility that he was going to lose everything? I, that's, that's my number one question. I think that's a good point. I think definitely. I think um, this settlement might also entail that she can't speak about him in public in a negative light. She can't release a tell-all book. She can't be on Surviving Dr. Dre. <laughs> you know, she can't do any of that. And if she doesn't, she get $300,000 a month. You know, I think uh, Michael Jordan, his ex-wife, got the biggest settlement in all of all time, divorce-wise. And a large reason of that is because we ain't heard from her ever since. Mm -hmm. She's never said a single solitary word about <laughs> Michael Jordan in public. And I think they agreed to that. Like, look, yeah. you get all this, 
but you got to keep my name out your mouth. Don't go on no documentary or book tour talking shit about me. I mean, Dr. Dre already has a suspect past as far as dealing with women. We all know it. Yeah. Michelet, uh, choking D Barnes. Like it would, it would be very easy to put together a surviving Dr. Dre. Shit, it was already was one with the movie. Yes, <laughs> with the yes. Lifetime movie. <laughs> but that died out pretty quick, you know, because yeah. it just did. There was the machine people, wasn't behind that yeah, one. Maybe. Pe- I yeah, don't know. yeah, people was upset for a week, but mm-hmm. like I said, Dr. Dre still got something to offer, yep. <laughs> so they ain't about to cancel him now. Exactly, but if his ex-wife, who was the most recent woman dealing with him, if she has some horror stories, things might be a little different. Maybe he would lose the Beats deal. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he would no longer be a billionaire. Who knows? Yeah. So maybe it was worth it for him to go ahead and uh, just bite the bullet, do 300k. Maybe all he gotta do is release a couple more albums, and he'll probably be okay. Yeah. Maybe release that detox that we never got. <laughs> put it out finally. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's funny with this case though because we've seen it a couple more times. We saw it with um, Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. He um, he got a divorce from his yeah. I, I want to say he was getting a divorce from his wife, and um, he agreed to pay her probably like triple of what she was asking for. I want to say, and gave her um, gave her access to some of his businesses to you know kind of keep her quiet. And like I said, I don't know what type of stuff he had in the closet or what, but he did not want that to get get out there. So the best thing to do is, you know, make sure she good, make sure she happy, give her more than what she asked for. But just be quiet. You can't say anything. And, and he did. He did the same thing. Yeah. And we also saw the same kind of thing with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. Uh, they divorced, but they seem to do it very reasonably. I think they already agree. Like, look, you're going to get this many, many billions of dollars in stock and whatever. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Jeff Bezos and his wife. They split. She got billions of dollars in stock. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've already set this out from the beginning. Like, we know it's going to end, but let, let's let's hash it out and make it a uh, peaceful separation. But as far as uh, spousal support being fair, I mean, it's hard to judge from the outside. Like, we don't really know what she contributed. Maybe she did a lot. Maybe she just laid on her back and popped out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like everybody, no matter how great your empire, every king needs a queen. I'm going to go yeah. corny with that Instagram <laughs> caption. Every king needs a queen, man. Everybody needs somebody to hold them down. If you were down, If you were with somebody who's now mega rich, and you were holding it down for them while these niggas were out there probably doing their own thing, probably cheating their ass off on you. And you were holding it down, taking care of the kids, making sure everything was right. I right, look, I, I can't say you're not entitled to anything yeah. for all those years of your life you dedicated to this man. So, like, look, it, it depends. I'm, I'm not shedding no tears for Dr. Dre. He'll be OK. He wants to pump the fact that he's a billionaire and, and do all this stuff. So I'm, I'm not shedding no tears. I think he'll be OK. Um, it's hard for me to feel sympathy for somebody who has that much money. Maybe if it was me, I'd be like, fuck this shit, but yeah. it's not. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I do think um, I think it's ridiculous for people to feel like she she should just leave and not have anything because I, I forgot how long they've been married, but they've been together that long. She's part of this lifestyle at this point. 
So you was better to just bounce and find a nine to five job and just and that's it and take nothing. It is it's kind of wild and you know I'm I'm sure Dr. Dre probably you know if all of this wasn't involved, I'm sure he wouldn't just leave her ass out. Well, I, well, I can't say that. I don't know people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he is in real life, but uh, to me it just makes sense to make sure she's good at least. Now you could debate on how much she should get. Because that been another debate too of you know um, she don't need three million dollars a year and all this other stuff. That's another debate, but I, I I think it's ridiculous to feel like she don't deserve anything. <laughs> she yeah she she deserves something because uh, and whatever she do with that money that's on her. And I agree. And if Dr. Dre is really a billionaire, that's not even half yeah <laughs> of what he has. So I mean, hey. If he's the first hip hop billionaire, that should be a drop in the bucket. But Chris Rock did have a funny line about alimony that I thought was kind of I still think about in one of his early stand ups. He said, if a man makes 10 million and his wife wants five, you're not going to starve. But if a man makes 30,000 and a woman wants 15, you might have to kill her. <laughs> like, you, that hits a lot harder when you don't have a lot of money. Yeah, and I know you have a standard of living when you're rich, mm-hmm. but look, you're not gonna be out in the street with five million dollars. You're not gonna be out the street if you lose three million a month or a year, yeah, of ba- paying alimony. So mm-hmm. it's not gonna kill you. But if you got fifty k and below, yeah, and you got a woman taking a quarter to half of that, mm-hmm. you're gonna be in some deep shit. So yeah, it uh, it I it, it's funny because just thinking about how um. I guess she can't. She, we we think this that she can't really say anything about him because why she getting paid from him. So I want. How, how do you think? Uh, do you think this should kind of uh, this type of rule should work in the real world when it comes to like child support and baby daddies and all that shit? Do you feel like uh, if a baby daddy is paying a lot in child support that you know the baby mama can't bash him? Do you think that will help out a lot? <laughs> Oh, if they actually getting money from the baby dad, because we we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man could be paying a whole bunch of child support, and they still be getting shitted on because they ain't pick up the kids this week or something. So, do you think that should be? Do you think that will cut back on the baby daddy black men bashing and all that shit? Uh, not really, because there's still gonna be a lot of trifling dudes out there who ain't gonna pay the child support. like. I no, think, I'm, t- I'm talking about the people that actually paying their child support. We know it's going to be the dudes that's kind of, you know, that's back on child support and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you a guy that's that child support is coming out of your check each time, mm-hmm. do you think is do you think it's right that women can still have the right to shit on them because, you know, they're not together? Let's be real. Some Yeah. Most of the time women be shitting on that person because they're not together. Mm-hmm. And you know they might get a little jealous because they yeah they see you living your best life maybe yeah, yeah and they say you ain't take Timmy to the doctor or you ain't mm-hmm. pick him up from school like you said or, or you ain't see him in two weeks and all this other stuff so do you think that rule should uh, apply to in in a situation like that yeah but it wouldn't change shit 
because look, women are are gonna be emotional no matter what, man. Especially <laughs> when you're dealing with kids. Like it's all it, it you can you can instantly go from a great father to ain't shit nigga in the blink of an eye. And what's <laughs> a man gonna do? Sue his baby mama? Like what's that gonna do for him? So if it was a rule, it wouldn't change shit. And women just gonna be what they are. And and that's why co-parenting is hard. That's why yeah. people really at the end of the day, you really just gotta be careful with who you plant your seed in. It's no, men and women who you cohabitate with. Like y'all really gotta think in long term, if you if you having sex with somebody on the regular, mm-hmm. like you really gotta think, do yeah. I want this person in my life for at least eighteen years if yeah. worse comes to worse? Yeah, at least eighteen years. Because yes. even once the kids grow because a lot of people think it in when the kids turn eighteen. No, you're going to be around. You got to deal with the, the moms, the baby moms or the baby daddy for uh, until until time, until until your time is up. Because mm-hmm. these kids going to go through th- these uh, kids, they're going to turn adults. They're going to go through things and you're going to have to deal with the, the baby mama or the baby daddy. My sister, she can go through that now where, you know, her um, ex-husband, she, um, you know, they're not together. She remarried and all this other stuff, but she still got to communicate with the kid's father. And they're grown. They're like 25 and 23. They still got to communicate. They got grandchildren and all this other stuff, but they can't. It didn't end at 18. They go through stuff in their relationship, their personal relationships where, you know, she got to call the dad and say, hey, look, this happened. So they both got to go over there. You still got you got to deal with this person for the rest of your life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think about that. I, well, I, I don't have to think about it like that all the time because I'm married. But um, but when I was younger and I was out in these streets, I will always think about that. That's why I was always careful, man, because I I I, I don't know what, how I would be if I end up having a baby by somebody I really didn't like definitely man and it, it's unfortunate you know when you see the worst case scenario like i always wonder like because you know when you're a young when you're a kid you're reckless you don't want to wrap it up you don't want to do uh-huh. shit you're living dangerously man so i always think like what if just i fucked up one time and that had to be my life <laughs> with somebody who i fucking hate and can't stand but i got they got to be in my life no matter what i probably commit suicide dog. i'm not yeah. gonna lie like that would be too depressing for me to live with some have, terrible person have you ever thought about uh if you had a kid running around here and didn't know uh i've never feared it because i've been careful for the most part but i don't i don't know i don't know i don't man. know I, man, I never I really think, thought about I think it. about that all the time. It was at one point I thought I did for some reason. Oh no! So I was uh, I was messing around with somebody, and um, I kid you not, like a week later, she, this girl said she was pregnant. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, like mm-hmm. hold up. I'm like, I don't. And at that time, I'm like, all right. And she she was talking about she wanted to go to the abortion clinic. So I'm like, all right, cool. And of course, she asked me for the money. Told me to send mm-hmm. the money. I'm like, no, nah, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'll go with you. So we we pretty much having a standoff. She mm-hmm. like, no, nah, uh, uh-uh, no, I, I don't feel comfortable with you going. So just send me the money. And I'm like, uh, no, nah, I'll go. I'll pay. I'll pay for everything. I I I just gotta go with you. And she like, no, nah, you know what? I'm gonna just have the baby then. So I'm like. 
All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we having a standoff. We uh, we was having a heavy standoff. Mm-hmm. But um, long story short, uh, I ain't talked to her since. And I I, I want to say I ran across her Facebook page. Um, it was probably like maybe three years later. And she had like a she she had like a kid that looked like it was around the time I was. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. So I, mind you, I'm I'm scared of shit because you know I don't I don't want to be that type of dude walking around with a kid and all this other stuff. But I'm like, shit, damn, dude, this the little nigga look like me. <laughs> like I'm trying to look at the eyes. I'm trying to look at the head head shape and the nose. I'm I'm on some Maury Povich type shit. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, I guess she had a husband or a dude or something, and that was I guess that was this kid. So I'm like I I I said in my head I would never hit this person up and ask yeah. anything. I'm gonna just keep it how it is, and <laughs> if it happened, if, if she if, if if some little nigga come out saying hey you my dad I took a test, <laughs> then I had to deal with the consequences later. And plus, that was pre my wife, so mm-hmm. it wasn't no cheating thing. So she, she might, have, she gonna have to take that on the chin. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you also got to figure that if she was trying to get you for the abortion money, she definitely would have got you for the child support after she had the kid. And yeah, she, so she would have stuck around. She, she would, yeah. she would have kept hitting me up. She would have found a way to say, "Hey, exactly, yeah." She wouldn't just let that go, man. Exactly. And she was trying to get abortion money from you. So either a, she was lying, trying to get some money out of you, or mm-hmm. b, it was somebody else's kid. She was just trying to max out her chances to get money. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, I don't think you got nothing to worry about there, man. I think you yeah. were clear. I, I was scared. I, man, I had like three different, three, uh, two other women try to do the same shit. I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, at that, that the last time I'm like, you know what? I need to change my life. <laughs> I need to I need to start evaluating the women I'm talking to. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't go through this shit, man. This is like why the fuck is everybody trying to trap me? <laughs> like I ain't no fucking cash cow. I wouldn't walk around mm-hmm. balling or nothing. But yeah, that was a that was a scary moment for me. <laughs> you gotta be careful, man. <laughs> Yeah. That's what the, the some of the young folks had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah, so that that's our take on the spousal support and Dr. Dre whole thing. We'll see how that goes. I think this might force Dr. Dre's hand into uh, maybe creating more, getting coming out the, the shadows, <laughs> maybe getting in the studios again, <laughs> maybe work on a Kendrick album. I don't know. But yeah, he got to do something, man. He can't nigga, just be landing it. Nigga no about more. to be doing that versus now. We going to see him on versus, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> so the audio quality is not a problem. Like, okay, Dre. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. But very interesting. Um, what else happened this week we could talk about real quick? Oh, I have a new food review. Uh oh. I have new food review. Uh oh. So um, I've been hearing about the Popeyes, a new menu item on with Popeyes. <laughs> and this item is chicken nuggets. Uh-oh. So this segment, this segment is sponsored by Popeyes Sponsored chicken, by Popeyes chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets, yes. We're going to put that at the bottom <laughs> of the screen, like with a say anything, whatever the fuck that show's called. But um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself with Emmanuel Acho. Um, <laughs> so... I've been hearing a lot of hype about how Popeyes is adding chicken nuggets, and I've been hearing how they're preparing 
for a rush similar to the chicken nugget for the chicken sandwich. Mm. And I'm like, really? For chicken nuggets? For chicken nuggets. <laughs> but they're saying there have been a few articles about how um, they're preparing for a huge rush and they think it's going to be a really big item and they're going to have a nationwide rollout on July 27th. So I'm not going to say I'll mark my calendar, but I made a mental note to say, okay, July 27th, I'm going to check out the chicken nuggets. Um, but I hit up Twitter and I've been seeing people actually talking about the nuggets. Mm. And they've been saying they had it already and it's delicious and they're going back to get some more. And so I'm like, wait a minute. I thought it was dropping on July 27th. I thought we had a solid street date for the nuggets. But people were saying, nah, they haven't had a bunch of locations already. It's just going to go nationwide officially on July 27th. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, okay. I mean, we live in Houston. It's a pretty big metro city. So I would figure that Houston should have, because I think we had a chicken sandwich early too. Yeah, we did. I think we got the chicken sandwich before the rest before of the nation the did as well. Yeah. Yes. So I was happened to be by a Popeye's today because <laughs> I went to HEB to do some grocery shopping. A Popeye's was right across the street. I'm like, okay, let me drive by and see if they got the chicken nuggets. And they did. Oh, shit. <laughs> they had a sign talking about nuggets. I go to drive through and it's the middle of the lunch hour on a Friday, by the way. Damn. At like smack dab in the middle of the afternoon. And they had a sign. They had everything chicken nuggets was front and center they had the vaunted number four and five was dedicated to nothing but chicken nuggets damn and they had an eight piece and 12 piece um i got the 12 piece of course you got yes i got the 12 piece i'm like let me see what these hidden for um i went to papa i got the 12 piece i didn't get any sauce Okay. Now, actually, kind of. Now, do they have uh, regular and spicy, or just one kind, just regular? It's just mild. Okay. There's no spicy that I saw. Okay. Um. So I was like, okay, let me try it out. I didn't get any sauce. I kind of forgot, but also I'm trying to be on somewhat of a health kick. I didn't even want to get these nuggets, but I was like, <laughs> I gotta review it. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. But I didn't get any any sauce. So with all the hype. I was expecting this to be mid. I'm like, okay, y'all can't recreate the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was a moment in time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and I ain't got no sauce with it, too. I got a biscuit in and some coleslaw. So I'm like, okay, let's see what these hidden for. I pop one. Dog, I got to admit, I think, you know how the original chicken sandwich tasted different yeah. to what it does now. Yeah. I think they took the crack. From the original chicken sandwich <laughs> oh, 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 man. and put it in these doing. chicken nuggets. Oh, man. I see what you're doing. Dog, <laughs> these chicken nuggets, I ate them with no sauce. And they were fucking delicious, dog. Oh, I could, man. I killed them before I even got home. <laughs> I smashed that shit, dog. It was so, I don't know if it's the oh, batter. Shit. I don't know if it's the meat. Dog, it was fucking delicious, man. I, I they, they got cracked. In the Popeyes chicken nuggets, they did something with the I don't know what it is, but dog, I'm telling y'all right now, get to Popeyes and let me know what y'all think because I don't think I'm tripping. I'm not a big nuggets guy. I ain't had chicken nuggets and I don't know how long. I used to go Chick Fil A and get the grilled nuggets, which was cool, but dog, these nuggets hit different. I don't know what it is, and they also got 
a 49 piece for 20 bucks. Uh, 49 piece chicken nuggets? 49 piece chicken nuggets for 20 bucks. I almost got that. (laughs) I almost got that, but I was like, let me see. Let me see what the uh let me see the 12 piece and the 12 piece is 8.99 i ended up paying like nine bucks for the meal for the meal for the meal for a 12 that's a piece. lot that's a lot for chicken nuggets man <laughs> yes so you're telling me i could have got 37 more chicken nuggets for 10 bucks more <laughs> that's, that's <good. laughs> so I've decided that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm doing that I'm tomorrow. Gonna, Shit. I'm gonna go. What time get is the it? I might get that piece. now. <laughs> I'm gonna go get the 49 piece chicken nugget because I feel like I got ripped off paying half that for 12, and yeah. I was sad when they were gone. What, I was that, doing the what, bag shake yeah. to see if there were any that fell in the bottom. What else? Um, what else did it come with with the meal outside of the drink? Drink biscuit and what else? Uh, it comes with a biscuit and a choice of your sides okay. and a one side and a drink. I don't okay. know what the twenty piece. I don't know what the forty nine piece comes uh, with. I don't know if it comes uh, with shit, anything. You shit, you don't need nothing at that point. Really though, you could just go. Like, home, I would You could go home and get your drink. <laughs> yes, I think it comes with stuff too. But yeah, twenty piece, forty nine pieces for twenty bucks <laughs> is a steal. Especially since we got a chicken shortage, I think, or some kind of nugget shortage going on. Yeah, wings. Or chicken wings. Yeah, at least. Dog. I don't know if this is real chicken they're using, but it was fucking delicious, man. And like I said, I ate it with no sauce. Damn. (laughs) When's the last time you had nuggets that taste so good you didn't even need the sauce on it? Even Chick-fil-A nuggets, you got to dip in the Chick-fil-A sauce for it to be fire. Yeah. I ate this sauceless. Damn. It was delicious. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm telling y'all right now, everybody, do not wait. Do not wait until the nationwide campaign starts and the rappers start talking about it. And then there's a long ass line and you can't get the nuggets no more. And it's panic and pandemonium and niggas selling the nuggets outside their car for $300. <laughs> Don't wait for that, man. Yeah. Get it now before the nationwide rollout. If you live in Houston, you can get it right now. They got it, I'm sure, at a bunch of locations around the country. It just might not be in Idaho or whatever yet. Yeah. But it, it go ahead and get that now before the hype goes in. You heard it here first. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here first. Get the nuggets. <laughs> And vet dog, I'm not. I'm. I would not lead y'all astray. These nuggets are fire. <laughs> they are fire. They taste really good. I was addicted. I wanted more. I was sad when I ate them all, and Damn. I'm already thinking about getting them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that 49 piece. That that's the Giannis meal. He got 50 piece nuggets from Chick Fil A. He should have yeah. got the 49 piece yeah. plus one from Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, this so, the real championship meal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm already thinking about that 50 piece. Oh, man. Salivating. I'm getting it tomorrow, so man. I'm getting it tomorrow. Just chilling at the house, snacking on it. like popcorn. Do it, man. Do it. No, nah, it's delicious. I, I had my reservations. I was ready to hate. I was ready to hate. I, re- I was ready to say, nah, this ain't no new chicken sandwich. It might be. <laughs> it might be the new chicken sandwich. Do I you, don't know. Do you think it's better than the new chicken sandwich? Or or than, than the original chicken sandwich? Which if you was the grade, I know that it's a chicken sandwich. And yeah, nuggets, it's tough. But uh, which one were you more excited about? 
between the two. I, mm, I was more excited about the chicken sandwich probably because <laughs> that was something that Popeyes really started that whole thing. Popeyes made every fast food restaurant step the game their up. chicken sandwich and yeah. step the game up. Yeah. And they killed Chick-fil-A with their own chicken sandwich, man. I got to say. Yeah. So now Chick Popeyes is coming for Chick-fil-A neck. They yeah. got the nuggets and they got the sandwich. If they get a fucking ice chicken cream mini. machine, if they get the chicken minis, it might be over for Chick-fil-A, man. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And like I said, I went to Popeye's and it was not a long line, especially for being smack dab in the middle of the lunchtime hour. It was not a long line at all. But that might change, man. Don't yeah. wait for the hood to start talking about it. <laughs> get it now while you still can. So you can at the very least have a take on it. Yeah. And you ain't got to wait until it, you can't even get it no more to have a opinion on the chicken nuggets. So yeah. check it out. Let me know what y'all think. But no, nah, I got to say, as uh, <laughs> the, the chicken, the Popeye's chicken nuggets are gems and juice qualified. Qualified. <laughs> I think. But think you got to try and let me know what you think, too, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. Shit, I'm, shit, man. Might try it tonight. <laughs> man, I'm going to try it tomorrow, though. I'm going to try it tomorrow for yeah, sure. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go late at Popeye's. Yeah. You're going to get the bullshit. It's going to yeah. be cold. I've, I've, been, <laughs> dog, I've been working in fast food enough where I know at a certain time, yeah. I know niggas is trying to get off. So they gonna give you, you the old it. ass shit. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I usually try to go around 11, 12, you know, super early. So I know I could get the fresh shit. Yes. So I'm already thinking about my plans to get the 40. I'm going to do about 10 minutes extra cardio at the gym. <laughs> then I'm going to go right to Popeye's and ruin it all with 49 piece chicken nugget meal. So. Damn. I'm looking forward That's to it. That's crazy. I still think about that damn conversation we had that didn't get on the podcast I know. with I know. the chicken sandwich, <laughs> man. We, like, I didn't even know about the chicken sandwich. And you told me, you was like, man, this chicken sandwich is amazing. You, just like <laughs> how you talking now, you was talking just yep. like that with the chicken sandwich. And I went and got it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and like, damn, this shit thing. is good. Yeah, I met, dog, I got that sandwich probably like, Four or five times before the hype <laughs> really got in, it got to the point where my uh, my wife went to go get it f- for me, and she was like, "Damn, I went to I went to three different Popeyes and they ain't have it." And I finally went to the other one and they had it. And I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like it's getting it's getting the hype mm-hmm. getting real now. After it's that, real on the field. Yeah, after that point, I I went to the um I came here to work. And I was telling everybody about it. I was saying, man, this shit tastes better than Chick-fil-A. Motherfuckers here was like, oh, no, no, it's not. That can't be true. I was talking to our, our dude, Matt, friend of the show, Matt. He was like, he was like, oh, for real? I'm about to go try it. I don't believe you. Like, if it's not, I'm coming right to you. And I kid you not, that next day, he came right to the studio as I was working he was like, man, it was good, man. <laughs> it was good. You were right. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> so it was crazy. So around, it, it's funny. I got to get credit to you because you told me about it. But around the office, people was giving me credit. They're like, man, yep. <laughs> people I wasn't even talking to was like, oh, yeah, Figgy, uh, he the one got us on the chicken sandwich. <laughs> so I'm just like, damn. <laughs> it it kind of changed the world, man. <laughs> it really did, man. Now, this has been the same ever since that chicken sandwich hit, honestly. And, and I think, think we can track everything back to that. And think about it. When was the last time, before the pre, uh, pre-chicken pre sandwich, 
When was the last time somebody advertised something or a commercial where you like, ooh, I got to go get that? When this first drop, let me go up here to get that. I don't remember. Been a long time. I don't remember doing that in uh, in a very long time. And now it's like whenever somebody drop a chicken sandwich, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna have to go over there try and try it. it. Yeah. Yep. Now every time somebody drops something new, I'm like, ooh, we gotta go try it so we can talk about it. Yep. And <laughs> I think that's something that changed recently because I feel like. Back in the day, we used to be excited about new fast food stuff. Remember Taco Bell had the double decker? Yeah, with Shaq. Had the soft and crunchy taco. Like, that yeah. shit made me want to. I used to eat that all the time. Yeah. And I think in part, it didn't even taste that good. Mm-hmm. But it was just the commercial made it look so delicious. Yeah. And it was so cool. And, and then you, like, had celebra- go you had celebrities in the commercial and yeah. all that stuff. They used to put a lot of work into it. Yes. And I think also I think this Popeye's thing I think it changed the game because um now it was the power of social media that took this off. Yeah. It was no commercial. It, um I don't even know they probably could have spent some money to have some people tweet about it or something. But mm-hmm. uh, it was no commercial. It was it wasn't millions of dollars spent on commercials and all that stuff. It was the power of social media. So um, it was something interesting too because uh, we actually reviewed the uh, the uh, the Burger King chicken sandwich, and I came across a tweet which you know I, we got the advertisement tweets on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, and at the bottom you can tell it's advertised because it says sponsored. Yeah, promoted. I, I yeah promoted. I seen a regular ass person on Twitter like I had more followers than him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just him. Uh, it was just a regular tweet talking about the chicken sandwich was good, but it was said promoted at the bottom. So I'm wondering, like, damn, did Burger is Burger King trying to you know fool us a little bit by just getting somebody with a regular ass tweet to mm-hmm. say, hey, this the chicken sandwich from Burger King was kind of good, and having it pop up on the timeline. If so, I think that's kind of smart. It's possible. It's possible, number one, that they were boosting regular people's tweets. It is also possible that they were trying to pull a Popeyes. Yeah. I don't think it worked. I will admit I was wrong about the Burger King chicken sandwich taking off, but I think that's because it was Burger King. Nobody yeah. fucks with Burger King like that, honestly. I yeah. still think the chicken sandwich is all right. Yeah, it's pretty good, but not enough but, to go back. Exactly. And I'm not, I don't like Burger Like, I would go to Popeyes even if they didn't have chicken sandwich yeah. occasionally. They got good I'm not going to go to Burger King for fry. anything else. Yeah, they got good, uh, Popeyes got good fries. They got, they got good chicken. Yes. They got a lot of stuff you could get. Burger King, I don't like their fries. Me neither. I don't like the burgers. So I was literally there just getting the chicken just sandwich. Just a chicken sandwich. Yeah. So, and yeah, I that's because wa- it was Burger King. Yeah, and I kind of wanted a drink. So I had to get the meal. And mm-hmm. so I got these nasty ass fries that I don't yep. even want. So it's more of a it's more of a pain in the ass, and you come out spending more than you yes. would than what you want. So yeah, it kind of don't make sense for Burger King, but I see what they was trying to do. They trying to mm-hmm. get somebody with a regular ass tweet to yep. make it like somebody on your timeline just tweeting about the the sandwich. So it was kind of smart. They were trying to boost it, but I think some of it was organic. I think people were trying it and saying, like me, I, I, we, I did not get paid by Burger King to boost her chicken sandwich. And I just said it was okay. Maybe that was my problem. Maybe if I said it was great, we would have got our own tweet boosted and yeah. we could have got more listeners. But whatever. I'm not going to sell out for the people. <laughs> I just thought it was okay. Yeah. But, um, y'all, I'm telling y'all, check out the nuggets from Popeye's. 
uh, check it out before the 27th, because I think that's when they're going to start the whole nationwide campaign. And you're going to see a lot of viral tweets about the Nuggets. And then suddenly it's going to be lines out the ass and you can't get them. You got to have a 20 minute wait in the parking lot and you got to wait for a nigga to walk to your car and bring you your chicken nuggets. Don't do that. <laughs> Go right now. Get it while you can before the rush hits. And let me know what y'all think, because I think it's delicious, man. Figgy, I want I want to know your take. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. Let me know. Yeah, I'm let me know try. what y'all feel. They, to be honest, they do kind of look good because when you think of chicken nuggets, you think of the old school, the uh, yeah. the old school McDonald's, McDonald's nuggets. McDonald's shit, yeah. The, which, the, the nuggets from chicken, probably. Yeah, the nuggets from um, elementary school and shit like that. But their nuggets look kind. It's it look way more legit. It is. <laughs> it, it look. Uh, it, it don't look like no little kids meal as chicken Ain't no nuggets. kids cuisine ass nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> nah, these are legit. They were delicious. I don't know what they put in them, but it, it's some and it tastes different. They, <laughs> they got crack in them because I'm still thinking about it. And it was hours ago, man. And I'm not even hungry. Yeah. But I, still, I want the nuggets again. So, so I'm going to get me a 49 piece tomorrow. So uh, is it safe to say they taste better than the Chick-fil-A nuggets? Because right now the Chick-fil-A nuggets... Are probably the best nuggets because uh, because I, I feel like everybody gets the Chick Fil A nuggets. Uh, I haven't had the regular Chick Fil A nuggets in a while, so I would have to have them side by side to compare. But I do know that the chicken the Chick Fil A nuggets only tasted really fire if you put it in Chick Fil A sauce or some kind of dipping sauce. Yeah. But for me, these Popeyes nuggets taste good without sauce. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Something in mm. it. Some the the crack is hitting hard because <laughs> now I'm thinking about getting some more. Man. So yeah, let me know what you think, man. Go get it tomorrow while you can, mm-hmm. while before the uh, the uh, it goes viral and you can't yeah. get that shit. And, no and tweet us, let us know how you yes. like it too, and tell us tell them you heard about it on the Gems and Juice podcast. Yes, yes, <laughs> and maybe next time you'll see a bar that says sponsored by. <laughs> Popeye's yeah. chicken nuggets. Yeah, you got Ryan, get picked up. You got Ryan that's sitting there raving about it, like, "Oh, yeah. it's delicious." <laughs> <laughs> you might even you be in the it. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, singing about the fucking. <laughs> I got Popeye. I got Popeye. <laughs> oh my goodness, you ain't gonna see me, dog. I'm sorry. That there was some coonery going on in the fucking commercials, man. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga in the car talk about mm, you looking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, it was too it's, much going on. But yeah, I think I think that they're gonna do Chick-fil-A. that. Again. <laughs> yes, I know. You don't see any commercial for Chick Fil A, do you? It's been a long time. I don't even remember. Nah, yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, one last thing. Have you been paying attention to any of this Lupe fiasco on Royce to five nine beef? going on figgy i have not I, I heard about it but I, I didn't pay any attention from what i can't even really figure out how it started i know lupe and royce had a podcast for a little bit and somehow their podcast has spun into like a real life beef to where they're both putting out diss tracks against each other now damn and i think it started with uh somebody had an interview talking about how how he and Ransom, who's another battle rapper, mm-hmm. who just put out an album too, I think, they were saying this guy said him and Ransom were the best rappers out right now. 
And I think Roy said, you know, you, you, people got to stop saying they're the best rapper out without proving it. If you say you're the best rapper, you got to prove it. Mm-hmm. Then Lupe said, I mean, you're not the best talking to Royce. Mm. He basically said, like, you know, I don't think you're the best. And then so somehow that spun into uh, a beef, them going on IG Live, dissing each other, calling people, dissing each other. Uh, Lupe or Royce wanted to battle. And Lupe said no. But then they, I don't know. It was going back and forth. They wanted to meet up in real life and do some kind of battle. And it was going back and forth and it got real nasty. They were talking about personal attacks and shit. Royce was talking about beating his ass in real life oh, and damn. it got real nasty. And now they're at the point where they are just uh, leveraging diss tracks at each other and just really going for the juggler now. So this kind of came out of nowhere, man. Yeah. I-, I don't know if I have any thoughts about it other than <laughs> these niggas too old for this shit. Yeah, who you think who you think will win this? Uh, not the physical fight, but the actual diss track beefs. Who you think will win that? It's tough because I think Royce is kind of like cannabis versus LL Cool J. Mm. Cannabis gonna make the more lyrical diss track, but LL Cool J gonna make the better song. Oh, okay, yeah. I think Lupe, number one, he has a huge rabid nerd fan base, so they're gonna pump out what pump up whatever he does. I think he's a better lyricist without a doubt. But I think mm. Royce can make a better song than Lupe. Mm. So it's kind of tough, man. I don't know who I would take. I think Lupe, if he got real serious, could destroy Royce on the mic. But I feel like Royce would put out a better sounding song as far as diss track wise. Like I feel like if they battled in person. Lupe would crush him. Mm. But diss track wise, it might be even or Royce might actually win mm. depending on what what Lupe does. I don't want to hear no 10 minute long. Like he better have a six minute long diss against Royce. I don't want to hear six minutes of this nigga rambling about Royce. Like yeah. give me the give me the fucking highlights in a three minute song max. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Don't give me no 10 minute long diss track, man. I want to hear that shit. Yeah. What do you think? Who do you think would take that? Uh, I would probably say uh, I agree with you. I think Lupe is way more lyrical, but I think I think uh, Royce just got that. Uh, he kind of got that battle rap, uh, that battle this rap type of thing. And I don't look at Lupe as a ba- uh, a person who be throwing out crazy diss songs. He, yeah. more, I think he more of a lyrical person. But Royce is that gritty type of person who will make a a better I think he will make a better this song. So uh if we just talking about this songs, I think he will probably get it. I think it'll be more relatable. People will probably like it more and understand it more than uh probably Lupe. Yeah, um we'll we'll see. I know Lupe has been asking for a long time for somebody to battle him. <laughs> I think he finally found somebody because he's been trying. Remember, he was supposed to battle most deaf. Oh yeah, a, I remember a while that. back. Because yeah. most Def said uh, he basically most Def was talking a bunch of shit one day, and he he laid out. He said, "No, me, Black Thought, and somebody else versus anybody in the rap game right now, we kill him." <laughs> and Lupe said, "Okay, me, Daylight, and somebody else. I forget who we said. And I think he said Ransom maybe versus you, Black Thought." And then suddenly, most Def ain't want to do it no more. <laughs> he was like, "I ain't doing nothing without getting paid." <laughs> Lupe was like, nah, you say you're the best. Like Lupe will always step up to the plate if somebody yeah. says they're better than him. 
you know, he felt a certain way when Kendrick made it a control record. You know, he was going at Kendrick for a little bit because he's not a huge fan of Kendrick either. But mm-hmm. Kendrick, of course, you know, he's not going to diss or yeah. go back and forth a little bit fiasco. He's too big for that. So I don't know, man. <laughs> he yeah. finally found somebody to battle him. But I think this is just two old niggas fighting. They need to sit down somewhere. Yeah. I have no thoughts about it other than that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Is there anything else that happened this week we should talk about? Uh, nah, I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. <laughs> As always, thank y'all all for listening. Thank y'all all for supporting the podcast like you do. Special shout out to Dende, by the way. Um, had a great interview with him last week, and he was actually mentioned on the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah. His song with uh who was it? Paris Price yep. and Chris Patrick. Mm-hmm was played in the sleeper section of the podcast by ice yeah that was dope they, man that's that's the second person we had on this podcast that got their song played yeah. on the sleeper version or, or the sleeper segment yeah jack freeman was the first and now dende man i'm happy they mangled his name i think they called him day in day yeah <laughs> but whatever they, you know nigga, they ain't watching no dragon ball z so they ain't know nah, especially <laughs> not ice yeah. So, yeah, but uh, shout out to Dende, man. He's doing big things. He got some live shows coming up, so make sure y'all follow him and uh, check him out. Um, also, of course, our sponsor for the month, Black Lux. Make sure y'all enter that contest. Get yourself a Black Lux gift card. Check out their website, blacklux.com. Winner got an OnlyFans, too. Make sure you check that out. She'll be doing fire shit on there. Um, also, shout out to Tab Tech. Tab, the website is tabtechunlocksim.com. Okay. Because <laughs> I forgot the sim twice and Tabby hit me up in DMs. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. That's a long ass website address, but I got <laughs> it this time. Tabtechunlocksim.com. He is selling a device that will let you unlock your sim. Well, it's a sim card you insert that will unlock your phone. It will work with all various manners of phone. It'll get you. He's also doing a, uh, a glass repair thing yeah. going soon. So make sure y'all check out tabtechunlocksim.com. He will hook you up with a unlocked phone. He will do all everything, man. Every, just visit the site and worlds will open to you once you visit that site. So mm-hmm. shout out to Tab. Thank you for supporting the podcast, Tab. We appreciate you, man. Shout out to Jasmine as well doing a damn thing oh yeah and make sure you check out on youtube an exclusive interview with the operations manager of radio one uh terry, terry thomas, thomas. <laughs> yes we have a dope interview it was kind of long so we couldn't fit it in the podcast but very interesting uh radio stuff and in general motivation we asked her about payola we asked <laughs> her about her radio history it's a good interview and jasmine stepped in for that as well so make sure y'all check that out on our YouTube page, Gems and Juice Podcast. Look it up. Good interview. Good stuff. Um, maybe next week we'll have a Kanye album to review. Maybe not. Probably mm-hmm. not. But yeah. <laughs> we will see. He'll probably drop after this podcast. Oh, man. Dog. <laughs> emergency podcast. Emergency we might podcast. Have to, man. Yeah. We might do at least an emergency live stream or something. But I yeah. doubt he will. I think that shit's still getting cooked up as we speak. Yeah. So anyway, for everybody who supports us, we love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And until next time, peace.